Oh shit! Saturday night, baby. Let's get it cracking. Let's play some music so everybody can tap in. You know what to do, baby. Let's go. Sometimes in life, you just gotta let it all go, then piece it back together. Step back and open up myself Surgically administer a lobotomy of hell Falling off the edge, what? See my own hand The ghost of my funeral, I grab it with both hands All these years I let myself sink into distinction Playing on the streets, dog wrestling with my demons Sitting in the jail cell, thinking about her weekend She said she fucking loved me, but a pussy screaming freedom Every day's a battle, mind, body in this war I'm coming for my crown, dog, spiritual to blow I'm not the differences, if everything's okay Boy, I'm taking out your dividends Occupation nemesis, recreate my genesis I'm shouting at my semen, I'm gonna make your bone leader Hood stripes with benefits, Holland Park's my kingdom Calculate, navigate, I'm pushing this Lincoln on the block High beaming, I see it in your eyes, you got a spirit like the devil I know it's hard to smile when you see me doing better The world's in my palms, I'ma piece it all together I wrote this little song, this your dear John letter I see it in your eyes, you got a spirit like the devil I know it's hard to smile when you see me doing better The world's in my palms, I'ma piece it all together I wrote this little song, this your dear John letter Multiply the decimals, yeah. liberate the principles yeah. Let's study on my growth, calisthenics physical I sweat it out the dope, taking minimals to pinnacles They judge me with a nail, sniff me out like a rail Instead of showing love, they put it money on my fail Multiple of fiends, not a dollar on my bail Them days were never fade, they embedded in my brain I hate to fucking think you left me standing in I had to really slow that, super slow this fade on this one right here Cause this is a New song to you guys, old song to uh, your boy right here, probably about like six years old. Dope track. Yeah, you know what I mean? That was, uh, that was a few chapters ago, baby. Yeah. It's crazy sometimes when you like, you, I mean, you've done music and you just listen to something old and it kind of takes you back yeah. to the mind state. Yeah, yeah. What it is. You start questioning and maybe you start rapping again, huh? <laughs> then you let it go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love the art, bro. It's therapeutic for me, dog, but I found something greater that's therapeutic, and this is right here, dog. Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, welcome to Hoodstocks on a Saturday evening. For the ones that are watching this episode, you either locked down with baby mama or you ain't got no motherfucking life. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just fucking Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. Let's get you a life. Yes. Yes, yes. This is the life right here. Yep. This is going to be an educational Saturday night for you if you're tapping in with us right now, baby. And if not, shit, dog, you can do it however you want, dog. This can be the motherfucking fight night. This can be motherfucking showtime. I mean, this is everything right here. I mean, mother, matter of fact, if you out going out tonight, you fucking up, not staying home watching the Hoodstocks, baby. Yep, yep. Shit, why you bullshitting? All right. Today, we have a very special guest. I met this homie the last time I paroled from the pen. So, I mean, I think it's roughly like about eight, nine years ago mm-hmm. that when I got out, right when I got out the pen, I met this individual, this yep. homie right here. And one thing I can say as he's that he's always been consistent on who he is. And that is a motherfucking fact, which is he's a true, he's a true go-getter. This dude is always into something. He's always got something cracking. I mean, very smart man right here. Very blessed, very blessed to have him on the platform. Everybody, give it up 
for my 27 junkies brother, J-Cast, baby. Let's go. So good to be here, man. Let's go, baby. It's very good to be here, yeah. dog. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good shit, dog. Good yes. Shit. How you doing, doggy? I'm good, man. Like you said, always just trying to get better, dog. You know, always finding ways to get better. You're the same way. A lot of the junkies are the same way. We're just trying to grow, you know, trying to put our passion somewhere, trying to make sure we don't stay stagnant and get left behind, you know? Same shit, dog. Yeah, stagnant left behind, man. That's mm -hmm. a motherfucker right there. I mean, there's there's cats that are stagnant. stagnant say Stagnant. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, and they're sitting right there, and everybody's moving in the world except mm -hmm. them, bro. Yeah, we, you know all, I mean? we all have those people that we see in, that are in the same exact place they were 10 years ago, dog. And then we have those that we see that are not, like everybody here. Absolutely, you know? baby. Shit, shout out to everybody here, boy. My boy K9, Nick, Dope One. New, we're going to talk about Mark. We got Mark here, and we got the boy Casey over here, doggy. Yeah, Casey, baby. The boy Casey. Anybody can get it. Anybody can get it, especially in that sweater right there. What is that, hot mustard? What color is that, dog? Yeah, it's yeah, it's hot mustard, baby. Sexy. That shit, that is sexy. My wool sweater. Is that wool? Yeah. Is that is that a full piece like it fucking buttons in, in between the crotch? Yeah, everything. It's my onesie. It's a bodysuit. Nice, dog. Yeah. She's bringing a new fashion. Good to have you back, dog. I mean, I, uh, I did a little podcast on Friday without you, dog. Hey, I was there. Oh, you were there. That's right. You I were, was there. You were moderating the scene. Okay, so, man, you know, first off, dog, this is a this is a, a good homie of mine right here, dog. And I got some gifts for you, doggy. You know Appreciate what I mean? It. I got some gifts, baby. Whoa, you know. I got my I got my boy a hat. I was thinking about it. I was we got the color of the whip you ride. Oh dog. shit! You know what I mean that Hell matches yeah. your whip, right? Hell yeah! Yeah, well, I got a new a new whip now. But oh, you got a new whip? Yeah, yeah. Damn. Appreciate it. Hell yeah, yeah, dog. I got you some patches right here, dog. And these mm. are iron-on patches, Fuck bro. Yeah. You can just put on whatever, dog. You know, that's and dope, dog. You be hitting the gym and shit and all that good <clears throat> shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So maybe a new yeah. gym, gym bag right here, dog. Appreciate it, my boy. Yeah, absolutely, Thank you, brother. Absolutely, Thank you, dog. Man. You know, appreciate that. Dog. Yeah, for sure, dog. I got a gift for you too. Can I give it to you now? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? I got to take this off for a second. It's, it's right, okay. Right. It's okay. We have an assistant over there, canine. Oh wait, he's here, but he's not here. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Hey, J Cas is back. Give it up for J Cas. Hold up, coming. <laughs> oh, there he oh, there he goes. All right, dog. I got a little gift for you. It's um by an author called Bobby Lee. He's like one of the first investors of Bitcoin. He comes from a lineage of like entrepreneurship, and I know you've had an interest in crypto. This is a good place to start, dog. Okay. So this was signed to me personally by him at the Bitcoin convention. Oh, I want to give it shit. to you, my boy. Are you sure you want to yes, get that, dog? Yes, oh, sure damn. do. Damn, baby. Yes, just give it back when you're done. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'll give it back when I'm done. No, I can do that. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'll pass, I'll pass nah, books that's around, you, dog. That's you right there. I'll pass it to somebody else. I'll pass books around like, like females, homie. You know what I mean? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're good, dog. That's you uh, right there. Hey, so I was, I was looking back, bro. I was looking back. I believe the last time that you were on this podcast... Is you were on this podcast with you, with your pops? Yes, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And matter of fact, that was July six of twenty twenty. July six of twenty twenty. How long ago was that, bro? Almost two years. Almost two years. Uh -huh. Yeah, almost because I mean July of this year would make that two years, yeah. correct? Mm -hmm. And that was episode. I believe it was episode fifty. Fifty. Oh, I got it right here. That was episode fifty one, dog. And we had you wow. on. Yeah, it was a while back. And we had you on to talk about how you helped your pops mm -hmm. beat cancer with 
THC, yeah, the the Rick Simpson oil, mm-hmm. you know, and and you and you and you spit some game. We had your pop sitting in the middle, if you remember, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And we had a he was loving it too, huh? <laughs> yeah, we had a good podcast, bro. Yeah, we had a, we had a good podcast, dog. But since from that time till now, bro, your pops is no longer here with us. Yeah, my condolences, brother. I appreciate that, dog. Thank and, you. Which I've already told you, but yeah. you know, yeah, no, for sure. Thank you. And and so. I asked you before the podcast, and you said everything is open game to talk about. Of course. Okay? Mm -hmm. I I didn't want to bring this up unless you were okay with it, dog. Yeah, of course. You know? And so before we get into the business end of things, I thought we had pops good from the cancer because of the Rick Simpson oil, the the Mm -hmm. THC. And, 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 And if people haven't watched that episode, give them a kind of a recap of that episode of what we talked about and what happened with your pops. All right, so, you know, my pops got diagnosed with cancer in 2016, right? He got, um, my dad was an he- uh, ex-heroin addict, right, from a neighborhood, the Cato fucking, you know, had his history of, uh, you know, using, so his liver was shot out. So in 2016, um, he got diagnosed with liver cancer, um, cirrhosis to the liver, things like that, right? A bunch of other things, too. Um, so at the time, like, I started looking into, like, cancer research and things like that, and I started seeing, like, chemotherapy, that the success rate, for like long term is like three percent, right? And it's really small. You know, we wouldn't do anything in life, dog, if it only worked three percent of the time. You wouldn't get in your car if it was three percent of the time. So I started just trying to research things and see if there's any other alternatives, food, you know, things like that. And then I saw um, Rick Simpson oil. So I just went down the rabbit hole. I think it was on YouTube. It was YouTube video after video, and just like thinking that a lot of these people making the video didn't have anything to gain by lying. Right. So after like a bunch of videos, I showed it to my pops and I said, look, pops, I can't dictate what you do. This is something we can try before chemo. You know, so my dad's, you know, his tumor at that time was 4.7 in centimeters. Right. And my dad said, fuck it, let's try it. So we tried it. And within a couple months, the liver tumor started shrinking. Right. And um, at the same time, we put him on like a keto diet to try to just eliminate the carbs and inflammation to his liver and things like that. And um, so at the same time, he got diagnosed with diabetes. That went away. So the whole time, you know, they're focusing on my dad's liver. And as we're going through the years, he's feeling good. Um, The liver tumor is shrinking, like it's getting smaller and smaller. And what I didn't know and what we didn't know is two years before he passed, which would have been 2000, basically 18-ish, no, not 2018-ish, 2020, right? 2020, he got a scan on his lungs that showed he had lung cancer. And we never got that scan because of the fact that because of COVID, there were so many lung issues and scans and x-rays and, you know, MRIs and things like that. They never told us. So for the next two years, we're focusing on how he feels, which was great. Um, and we're looking at the, the cancer in the liver and it's shrinking. So all his tests are liver enzyme tests and things that are just strictly the liver. The whole time he had lung cancer. Now, I'm somebody, dog, that's not stuck on one idea. If at any time I would have thought that wasn't working or any indication, I would have said, possibly got to try something else. Because I'm not just a person that's hard-headed that if I say it, it, we have to stick to it. You know me. I've been vegan. I've been keto. I advocated for all these things. But when change comes and it's something that's in your face, I'll do it. But we didn't know. So by the time we found out... He was already starting to feel different, and which we didn't understand because 
his liver was showing good tests, right? Everything was was good, and it was like he was feeling weird. Anyway, we got contacted by his liver specialist that just happened to somehow find this this scan that happened two years prior. That at that time, the doctor said that if he would have seen that scan, he would have gave my dad like a month to live, right? So I believe the reason why it took two years was because we were doing these things, right? The Rick Simpson, yes, the because diet. at that point it was like I seen the scan, you know, now and it was bad, bro. It was bad the way it just developed around his lung. There was no way to do chemo for it. There was no option to do anything else that was gonna work. How do you miss that, bro? Right. I know. How do you miss that? I, I mean, do you have some type of lawsuit going? Not yet, because I'm still grieving. You know, um, when that's over, yeah. you know, I, I'll think about it. And I definitely think I have a case because it's, I mean, it's documented even by his liver specialist that nobody knew about this scan. Um, but it was bad, bro. You know, so but from the time my dad started feeling sick, it only took a few weeks, dog, before he passed. You know, went to the hospital. So, so it just, it went like that from feeling yeah. good, next day feeling sick. Yes, and just shut down bro and i just couldn't believe that it was happening that fast and I, I, I also couldn't believe that your tumor could be shrinking from one area of your body and somewhere else it's killing you right that's a lesson a hard lesson to learn obviously because it's my pops but it blew my mind bro it was discouraging because i was like i failed you like i i thought i was helping you you know um and obviously when he's passing we had the chance to have a conversation he didn't feel like that but i did because if I would have known that or been more aggressively involved, because after a couple of years of him doing better, I stopped like going to all the appointments with him. I stopped getting on the phone with the doctors because he felt good. He looked, you know, but I think you mentioned at one time, you say, hey, Pops looks kind of sick. Right. Yeah. And he was losing weight. And I was like, you know, it's probably the keto diet, bro. It's because he's just shedding water. And I was just happy that he wasn't swollen from the cirrhosis right from his liver. So he had no more swollen days of his legs being, you know, bloated up. So I was cool with the weight loss thinking he's just losing it because all he ate was basically eggs and steak and bacon every day, right? I made sure that's all he ate. So that's what I thought it was. We didn't know he was withering away, bro. You know, so that was a hard lesson to learn, dog. Very hard. I would have never fathomed that it can be shrinking one area and killing him in the other area. By the time I learned it, it was too late. But I still feel like it prolonged his time here, bro. Like it still prolonged, you know, um, the time that he was with us. It just came by a surprise, you know. And there's a reason for everything because if I would have known about that, I would have probably done the chemo. A radiation and who knows what his quality of life would have been who knows if he would have went sooner than two years because of the chemo and the radiation you know so everything happens for a reason but that's what happened dog it shook me up though you know because you think you know something or you think you understand i mean obviously to the point where i'm coming on a podcast to talk about it and then pops passes from cancer but i don't know if you remember on the podcast he kept saying don't use the word cure i think in his heart he kind of knew he kept saying it's not a cure because i think in his heart something told him and he would say things, dog, even though he felt good, he would say things like he wasn't going to be here long. He would be like, when it comes to business, he would say, son, you're going to make it. I'm just not going to see it. And I'm like, what? And I would shut it down. He would say things like, when I'm gone, I want you to remember this. And I would shut it down. Like, don't talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Like, dude, you know, but it's like something inside of him kind of knew, you know, um, and it's just one of those things, bro, that's going to take time for me to understand. You know, I had somebody call me not too long ago, one of our homies. And he had somebody with cancer in his life, and he wanted me to help them. And I lost all that hope, bro. Like, I'm like, don't send him to me, dog. Like, I didn't do what I thought I was doing for my pops. I know the reason why you're calling is because you've seen how, how my pops. But I'm not in a place, bro, to give anybody any advice for anything. Because I don't even know what I believe anymore, you know. And that's where we're at. You know, it's been a few months, and I'm still, you know, getting over it. And still, you know, learning, you know, exactly how I feel about the situation. Because it came so quick, bro. It came really quick. So orig originally when I contacted you about doing the podcast uh, tonight, 
you declined it. You respectfully declined it. Mm -hmm. And I said, all right, my G, my bad dog. Maybe it was, it's a little too soon because I understand, you know, well, we think we understand what one is going through. You know what I mean? But yeah. you don't really know what one is going through until you're in them shoes. And pray to God that you're never in them shoes, even though once upon a time ago, I was in those shoes with my sister while I was in prison. Mm -hmm. That's another story. But um, And then you called back and you said, look, you know what, dog? Fuck it, bro. I'm going to do it, dog. I got to get my shit back, dog. I got I to gotta get back on my feet, bro. Mm -hmm. I got to pick up my head and I got to keep it moving, baby. Yeah. And I, and I want to thank you, brother, for so much, dog. I mean, when you called me back, bro, and you told me that shit, dog, that shit made me feel fucking amazing, dog. And, 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 and I concur, dog, on that, dog. You know what I mean? Like, and there's times in life, dog. I mean, we might be friends, homies, distant friends, homies, dog. But still, I, 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 I care for you, bro. You know what I mean? And, and when I hear about you doing good or if I see you doing good, it makes me feel good because we inspire one another mm -hmm. through if it's we've seen each other move through Instagram or, or through my cousin or, or, you know what I mean, my cousins, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So on and so forth. Like, you know what I mean? It feels good to hear motherfuckers raising up, dog. You know what I mean? But anyways, bro, I hope from here on out you continue your journey to heal, bro. You know, and... And I think your your pops is looking over you, bro. You know, I mean, these are all the things that one would say in a situation like this. I'm yeah. not trying to be so, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I get you. You know, I appreciate it. But dog. but I really I really care for you, bro. And I and I and I know that you're gonna fucking you gonna make him fucking proud if you ain't doing it already, baby. And you were doing it when he was out here making him proud and all the different moves you're making. I mean, I said on a post I made earlier, you one of the enlightened ones, bro. Because if you don't know, you're gonna find out. I mean, you're always striving to be the greatest uh, person you can be, and and and, and I admire that, bro. Appreciate I really you, admire that. Like when I met you, you were a fat boy, dog. <laughs> and look at you, dog. You on you ready for like, damn? I, I might see you on a motherfucking uh, Calvin Klein motherfucking ad, dog, and a pair of motherfucking more chonies, pounds, dog. There, you know? Yeah, dog. I'll be like, oh journey. shit. You know what I mean? Now, I appreciate that, dog. You know, I say, I say no because, bro. I mean. It's like you don't want to talk too much about it because a lot of people lose their parents. A lot of people lose best friends, brothers, sisters, you know, and it's like you feel kind of selfish, like even trying to dwell on it. And especially because I have close homies that have lost their pops and cousins that lost their pops and brothers. And I didn't understand the pain. And I feel like I should have been there more for them, you know, and I know I'm a grown man, dog. And the time has to come where that happens. So I just feel kind of weird, like, oh, whoa, was me. But at the same time, it shook me up, dog. Like it made me question who the fuck I am. You know, all the will that, that and all the determination and all the inspirational shit that I would give out got put to the test, bro. And it's like when you feel like you ain't shit, it's like very hard. And the reason why I called you back because I was in the gym, right, just thinking about it, been like in this depression for a while. And I was like, fuck that, bro. Like there might be somebody out there, there might be one person that can hear some information that gets inspired. And it's like selfish of me to be here dwelling, and how long is this gonna last? Like sometimes you gotta walk in emotion before you feel it, dog. That's the difference between discipline and inspiration, dog. You Let's go, baby. I told you he's gonna be dropping, dropping these gems. It's up to you to pick them up or not. But I appreciate it, dog. Thank you for bringing that out of me. And um, it's just step number one to getting back to who the fuck I am, you know? Hey, baby, this is what we do right here. It's a support system. It's a community, dog. Yes, we sir. got the Goonies on deck, baby. We got a house full of motherfucking family right here, dog. Yep. I mean, we, we all here for you, dog. We all here for rooting for you, dog. You know what I mean? And 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 I just, it's an honor to have you here, bro. You know what, what blew me mind? Taking it back to fucking episode, uh, what was it, 51. Um, I remember, man, I remember when you guys, you and your pops told the doctor, 
hey man, we're gonna we're gonna do an alternative medicine type of thing. Mm -hmm. And the doctor was like, he couldn't like you know what I mean. He couldn't yeah. co-sign on that shit. He couldn't say anything about it. Yeah. And and then you you I mean, let's be real, bro. You, I believe you prolonged his life, bro. Mm -hmm. And you gave him that peace to live the extra two years or whatever exactly it was, mm -hmm. bro. You know, opposed to knowing that the, it was in the lungs and it was basically, like you said, the doctor would only say, hey, man, you only got a month to live. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe if he would have planted that one month seed in a human being, anybody, bro, just the, just the fucking stress of this information is going to kill you potentially yeah. less than a month, bro. I believe it, bro. Less than yes. a month. So being the fact that, so let's, let, let's take it back a little, bro. Was, so you said if you'd have known about the lung thing, then maybe we would have we would have done the fucking chemo thing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And and the chemo, if anybody knows about chemo, bro, the chemo, it's bad, bro. It, it, man, you don't. My sister was on it, mm -hmm. you know. And if you know anyone that's fought cancer that's been on chemo, it's fucking horrible. It's a fucking mm -hmm. it's a horrible way to fucking live. I know people who actually were part of that three percent that lived and still say they wouldn't do it again, and they live from it. But it was so horrible that they still wouldn't do it again, you know. So yeah, you know. I mean, so back to what I was—I got a little sidetracked, dog, mm -hmm. because this there's just so many just different point of views in this conversation, different ways we can go with it um, on the topic. But you blew the doctor's mind, yeah, with the Rick Simpson oil. Your pops was basically stage four in the liver part, right? My, my dad's primary doctor, the one that first was against it, literally called my dad about a year into it and asked my dad for the number for the people that he gets the oil from because he had family members that he wanted to give the oil to. <sighs> Tell me that shit ain't crazy. That should give me the chills, yeah, dog. And that's I a swear real God, story, dog. bro. That should give me the... And you know what? Anytime... And it's a trip how people... You said people have called you and you kind of just like you know what i don't want to go down this road again i don't want to be responsible you know sort of mm -hmm. speak maybe right yeah you know yeah um i don't want to have this on my conscience that i said i gave you this recipe and you know potentially may not work you know but i've people have gotten at me bro mm -hmm. and i've given you and i've told you hey bro i've called you before yeah. i said hey Bop, bop, bop. I gave this dude his number. Mm -hmm. He fighting cancer, bro. He gonna holler at you about this Rick Simpson. And you're like, yeah, yeah, look, I got you, dog. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah, dog, don't trip. You know what I mean? But, hey, bro, I mean, is there a cure for this? You know, we thought it was, the, we we were potentially thinking that it was the, the THC, the Rick Simpson yeah. oil. And I mean, how did the THC make your pops feel? It puts you down, right? Yeah, and, and, not, and what's crazy, dog, is that's, man, it's hard to like explain it, but that's kind of what did him in at the end. Because, look at, the Rick Simpson oil, and just to backtrack for a second, even though now I say, you know, I don't really want to help anybody because I don't really know what I know. Don't get me wrong. There's about like five. I've helped dozens of people with information, but there's about five people, right, that I've done the same that I've done. I'm not a doctor. This is not medical advice, by the way. Don't sue me, bro. But there's people that have come and they come back a year later and say, hey, it worked. You know, it worked on my wife, it worked on my son, it worked on my grandpa, it worked on my neighbor. So there is a lot of a lot of stories where it worked, but... You know, the reason why the THC helps a lot of people, dog, is because we're born with the cannabinoid receptors in our body. The only place to get that besides your own body is cannabis, 
right? We're built with these things. And a lot of them are around your gut, which is where 80% of your immune system is. That's why it affects your appetite. When you smoke, you might get hungry. If it's a sativa, you might not be hungry anymore because it's all around your gut. Everything, that's why when you eat, what you drink is important because your immune system is right there. So some people's body will just soak it up. They'll soak it up and it just it just changes everything in their body, right? Inflammation goes down, all these markers in your health change. And some people it doesn't. So I still believe that it can be a cure for people, just like diet can be a cure for people, for some people, if your body responds. Yeah. You know, you might, your body might respond to this diet. Your body might like these micronutrients, which are like vitamins and stuff. You know, macronutrients are carbs, fats, and protein. Uh, micronutrients are like, you know, vitamins, vitamin A, vitamin B, things like that. Um, but it just depends on the person. So one thing, the lesson that I can say that I've learned is every individual is different. There is no cure for everybody. There is no diet for everybody. You have to just be willing to try shit and see how your body responds. And absolutely. you got to put the work in, bro. Absolutely, know? absolutely, bro. You know, and, and it's a trip, though, when you're, when you're speaking on that. I'm thinking about there's some dudes, bro, that's smoking until they're like 90 years old, bro. Yeah, it's crazy, right? They're smoking, to the, they're smoking chain smoking until 90 years old, bro. Yeah. And hey, they're living, they living yeah. above the, 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 the norm of, of, I mean, what's the norm? Like 80, 85? Yeah, my, now, like, now they said it lowered. It's like around like 75 or 74. Yeah. My or grandma just passed um, a week after my pops, and she was 85 overweight, bro, for her whole life. Never paid attention to any macronutrients, micronutrients, and nothing, bro. And she lived to 85. She lived her best life. You know, right? Yeah, <laughs> no diet or nothing. She lived her best yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> her last, her deathbed, she was eating a Big Mac. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not making a, trying to make a joke out, but I'm saying no, she yeah. really lived her best life. So there's no, there's no blanket anything. There's we, no blanket cure for anybody. No, for let's, anything, let's, you know? no, that's, that's interesting, bro. Because if you think about it, she wasn't worried about nothing. Nothing. She wasn't stressing Quality on nothing. Quality of life was great. So maybe it's all up here, bro. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. probably a big percentage, bro. Mm -hmm. If you think you're sick or if you get bad news, you're going to dwell on it and you're going to kill yourself, right? Yeah. It's true, though. Placebo effect, bro. The, the placebo mm -hmm. effect. If your body thinks, if your mind thinks something, your body follows. You know, I know a lot of people, even my pops, he only got diagnosed with cancer because he did some blood tests and they seen his white blood cells were off. And then he wasn't sick. He wasn't in pain or anything, bro. And then as soon as he found out, he started feeling sick. <sighs> Out of nowhere, started feeling like his liver wasn't right, started getting swollen, all these things right away, dog. You know, and um, it just, I really believe that the body follows, you know? You know, I, but I, I don't believe the other extreme anymore either, that if you just believe you're healed, you're going to be healed. Like, I don't think that works either. There's some kind of balance that I don't know where that line's at, but if that was the case, anybody can do it, you know? But I do know that people have gotten sick after being diagnosed when they didn't feel sick. Do you believe in the power of prayer? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I don't know to what extent. You know, I don't know. I can't say I believe definite like I used to when you see, you know, your pops wither away and everybody's praying for him. You know, and it goes to God's going to heal him to, oh, now he's going to be in heaven. It's like, oh, you just said God was going to heal him. No. So you don't really know. You know, we like to believe there's an afterlife, but who really knows? You can believe it with all your heart, and I'm not discrediting that, but you can believe it, but you don't know it, you know. Anyway, that's getting off off tangent there, but no, it's interesting, bro. It is it is interesting, and, and we we don't know, bro. We don't know. I mean, sometimes uh, in in my most like humblest moments, I get on YouTube and I go down rabbit holes, and I don't know why, but I'm always I'm always the videos that end up coming to me are videos 
of artists that have passed on. And I start watching their stories. I start listening to people that were around them, bro. You know what I mean? And I start fucking just connecting with this person, this spirit that has already been passed, bro. And I start connecting through the music, the lyrics, the stories around them. And it just really like death for some reason, bro. Maybe it's been around me a lot in my fucking life, bro, from the streets, shit like that. But some, some, for some reason, death always seems like it brings me the closest to God or the cl closest to the ultimate reflection upon myself mm -hmm. on what I need to do with myself. You know what I mean? But I always feel some type of attachment to spirits that have passed on like that. Sometimes you go on Instagram and, and, and you hear that someone does a post of somebody that passed on, you know, and we'll use an example and say he was an artist. We'll say he's a, some type of musician, right? You know? And so then you go down that rabbit hole, right? Of, you know, let me look his name up. Oh shit. Okay. Bop, bop, bop. And for some reason I'm always drawn to these spirits that have passed on at, at a lot of times in my life. You know, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I'm interested. I go back to fucking interviews of them talking about life and, and their perceptions and their viewpoints. And I mean, mm. just the whole fucking thing. And for some reason, I don't know what it is about me as an individual, but I have an attachment to, and, and when I pray, bro, when I pray, I always give a shout out to the closest people that have passed on, mm -hmm. you know, that I've known. Hey, bop, 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 I love you. You still missed. We still think about you. Like, I just don't pray to God, but I pray to all the people that were close to me that passed on along the way uh, from the streets, people that I had, felt like I had a relationship, a connection with. I always talk to them in my prayers, bro, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know what that is. I haven't figured that out about myself. I haven't talked to anybody that can ever give me uh, maybe their viewpoint on what it is. But I always, once again, not to sound like a broken record, connected to, the, to death, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, like my heart, my spirit gets pulled to it, bro. Yeah. You know, mm, you, yeah. ever, you ever trip on stuff like that? Yeah, dog, especially <clears throat> when you watch somebody close to you pass and you see them walk through that door like minute by minute and you see like how they face it and how they feel. One thing with my pops that tripped me out, dog, was the lack, the lack of fear and anxiety. Like if I was passing, dog, <clears throat> no matter how gangster you want to try to act, I feel like I'll be shitting bricks, bro. Just because just I don't know where I'm going, just because I don't know what's happening. Right. But my dad's like the level of peace that he had, bro, was wild. He was so he was gangster with it, bro, to the very last second. Like, you know, out of nowhere, <clears throat> he had all this energy to talk one morning the day before he passed. It was like four in the morning. I went into the room because we brought him home to hospice. Right. And I was and I was able to actually have a conversation with him, which was weird because for like three days he couldn't talk or anything. He was he was just out. He was just out. Just, <gasps> you know, and he, he took off his mask and he started talking to me and I was tripping out like it was meant to be, bro. And it was eerie at the same time because I knew that was part of the last conversation with my pops. And I just asked him, I said, Pops, are you scared? And he was like, no. And I said, not at all. He's like, I'm not scared. He's like, I know where. And obviously he's gasping for air he's talking. <clears throat> so it sounds a little different. But he said, you know, I know where I'm going. I, I can feel where I'm going. No, no. He said, I know where I'm going. I said, can you feel God? And he's like, it's not about feeling. He's like, it's about knowing. I know where I'm going. And I was like, Pops, you're a real gangster. Huh? Like I was messing with him. I was like, you're a night. Because it's his neighborhood to call night owls. I'm like, you're a real night owl, huh? He's like, yeah, son. He's like, I'm just trying to be an example of how you go out. And I was like, whew, hit me, bro. Ah, damn you know? it, bro.
Pops! Yeah. We love you, baby. Yes, sir. We love you. Love you, Pops. And we will be celebrating you for many moons on. And the baby. Pops loved all the junkies, dog. You I know we did, guys, dog. Bro. I know we did, dog. I know. Shout out to the junkies, yeah. baby. Yep. Shout out to the junkies, man. That shit, that's deep, bro. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so deep. So that's the stuff that makes me think about it. You know, I dwell on that like, wow, that was gangster. Like, am I going to be like that when the time comes? Or I don't feel like I'll be. And my pops would be like, and I would always clown him, bro, like messing around, you know, because it's my homie. He lived with me, and I would drive too fast, and he would be all scared. I'd be like, pops, you're scared of everything. He wouldn't fly because he was scared to fly. He wouldn't go on a cruise because he didn't want to get stranded in the ocean. And I used to, like, I used to be like, man, he's some gangster, huh? Like, just messing with them. But when it came to death, the thing that counted was an example for everybody. He you wanted raised, to show us, you don't be scared, because you're going to face this, and I'm going to be the example to you when it's your time. You go out like this. You know, it's heavy shit, bro. Let's go, baby. Let's go, dog. God damn it, dog. And I'm one of them dudes, too, dog. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of tripping on getting on an airplane. <laughs> I, watched, I watched the movie Titanic too many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure about these cruises. <laughs> on it, floating on the door and Is shit. Is that why you didn't book it? Nah, bro. <laughs> Just, it's, it's money, baby. It's money, dog. You know what I mean? You know, this shit ain't, this shit ain't cheap, dog. But, you know, for some people, it ain't, it ain't you know, it's... It's not very expensive for them, you know what I mean? I mean, shit, whatever, dog. Um, but I'm, now I'm going to go on a cruise, dog. I'm going to go on a cruise, Casey. Stop it, dog. I'm taking you with me, dog. You know what I mean? You're going to be my life vest, dog. I'm going to have that fool strapped around me, dog. You know what I mean? You know? <laughs> um, ah, man. So we started this off a little deep, bro. You know? Yep, yep. Um, I'd like to, one thing about you, bro, is uh, you're very versatile in life, and you're very versatile in your knowledge and what you know and it seems like you, you're uh, a dude that, uh, you know, goes down these rabbit holes mm-hmm. to really fucking learn and to really, like, have knowledge. I mean, I don't know how many times I've talked to you about different fucking topics. And it seems like, bro, like, damn, dog, this dude's like an encyclopedia, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? What the fuck yeah. does he not know, dog? You know what yeah. I mean? But first off, let's, 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 talk, let's talk about the journey on your health, bro. Okay. You know, because you, you have been on a, a pretty in-depth journey with health wise and, yeah. and and you know the simple question why mm-hmm. why why i mean why not right but yeah. but i'll ask the dumb question why yeah well at first was um a little bit around the time my pops got diagnosed right i was like 80 pounds heavier and i was fighting pneumonia uh, for like months right no antibiotics were helping nothing was getting better and you posted one time this documentary i think it was called what the health and yeah. it was a vegan documentary, and I was on the fucking couch almost dying, bro. And I'm like, let me just check it out. And then I seen the documentary. It was a vegan documentary. And there was this lady that had a similar condition on the, doc- on the documentary, right? And she went vegan, and she started losing weight, and she got healthy. So I tried that. I was like, I got nothing to lose. So I just started shedding weight little by little. At that time, I was super vegan everything, right? Just thinking vegan's the way, because look what it did for me. What I didn't realize at the time was it's just another way to cut, you're just cutting calories, right? Because by being vegan, you're just automatically cutting out all these foods that you usually eat. Um, so <clears throat> it's been about a, about a, uh, about a four-year journey, um, and it's just slow. I believe slow and steady, bro. I don't believe in something that, if don't lose weight or get healthy in a way that you can't maintain because there's no purpose. So fuck this week timeline, two-week, two-month timeline, bro. It's a year, it's years, decades. Think in decades, bro, of where you want to be in 10 years. So then I went vegan, <clears throat> and then I became keto. All the while, I didn't realize what it really was. Now I know, bro, it's just about being in a calorie deficit, 
right? When I lost all that weight, I lost a lot of muscle too because I didn't know about protein and things like that. So I've just steadily learned everything that I can about the macronutrients because I used to be super caught up in like these vitamins and that vitamins. Then I just learned like if you just fucking lose weight, your fat ass is going to get healthier no matter what your disease is. <laughs> That's the first step, bro. Forget so, everything else. Lose stop weight. Stop eating. <laughs> yeah, stop being so fat and you'll start getting healthier. Then you can focus on all these little details. You Boo. know what I mean? <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know why the fuck K- uh, Casey is booing, but anyways. <laughs> so yeah, that's that, dog. And you know, as the journey goes on, I just keep learning. You had you had to do the other day, um, Warpath. He's pretty on point with everything that I feel, bro. Like he's on point. It's all about a calorie deficit. Get yourself in a good place. Get your macros in place. Get your muscle. Make sure you're building muscle. You know, and, and that's that's what I'm trying to do. And I still got about another 20, 30 pounds, but I'm not even tripping on the poundage, bro. It's just about getting healthier. You know. I mean, Warpath is really on the Warpath. Yeah, I mean, he's super. He like, blew yeah. my mind when he said he don't even listen to music when he works out. <laughs> I don't remember out. that part. No, I, yeah, said, yeah. I, said, I said, hey, dog, what do you listen to when you're in the fucking gym? You know I mean? Everybody got it's headphones on, everybody. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, I don't listen to nothing. I just listen to my own thoughts. <laughs> and I said, oh, shit. <laughs> hey, 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 the homie, the homie called him yesterday, called him Warzone. <laughs> he got a Warzone in his head, dog. He said, you had that full Warzone on? <laughs> Yeah, bust, that dude, dude, that dude, that dude Warpath is a fucking, uh, he dropped some gems yeah, right here and he is definitely, definitely serious about what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, he's on I point. mean, shout out but to at, that homie. At the end of the day, your question is the reason why that's so important to me, because I believe that everything we do, dog, business, finances, everything is to get more time. Right. And the way you're going to get more time on this earth is by being healthier. You know, that's one of the ways you're going to get more time here. And if you're really concerned about time with your family and times with your friends and your loved ones and doing things that you're set out to do, you have to get healthier, dog. You have to be here, you know, and there's still no guarantee you could walk out and get hit by a bus, but you got to give it your best shot, you know, and that's why I do it. Not to look aesthetically pleasing and to be like, you know what I'm saying? Get a bunch of attention. It's like, that shit's fun in the beginning and it wears out. Then it's about, can you maintain this? And what's your real reason to maintain this? Because looking good during sex ain't enough reason, bro. It's not enough reason when the temptation comes and you just want to wild out. Facts. You know, but if you know it's your life, it's your time that you have on this planet, not knowing what happens after, believe what you want, but you don't know, live it in a way to where you're going to get more time here. In moderation, you can still have a good time, but I wasn't one of those guys. I remember one time, I don't know if Dope One remembers it, but I remember one time being in the studio with him, we were recording, and I was just eating, bro. I was eating, eating. He looked at me, he's like, J-Cash, you can't just keep eating. He said, oh, yes, I can. I I was legitimately like, what do you mean? There's still more pizza, bro. And I remember one time I was sleeping there, and Nick was there, too. I don't know if he remembers. And I woke up just coughing and, like, throwing up some stuff, bro, because I had ate so much. And he was like, J-Cash, you all right? And I was like, yeah, I'm good, bro. And it was burning, and it's because I have foul sleep eating all this pizza. Disgusting, bro. Disgusting, dog. You know what I'm saying? sick, dog. (laughs) So at one time, I didn't give a shit about none of that. Yeah. You know, so that's that's what drives and, and me now, Doug. And it showed, right? Yeah, and it, it showed. showed yeah, you know what I mean, you can you can tell when you see somebody and like, hey, that motherfucker ain't got ten fucks about you know yeah. what I mean what he's consuming and yeah. <laughs> you know as long as the J's look are brand new, you know what I mean yeah, that's all yeah. that matters. Yep. Three day bender. Yeah, yeah. So what diet are you on now, bro? Um, I just watch my calories, dog, and I just make sure to get a gram of protein per body weight. Simple. A gram of protein per body weight. Per body weight. What does that uh-huh. mean? That means that, you know, if you like flip over your food, you'll see like the grams of protein. So say you weigh 200 pounds, you mm. want to get 200 grams of protein a day. That's what, because most people, when you lose weight, dog, 50% of it is muscle a lot of the times. So like when I lost weight, 
the first time when I lost like my first 40 pounds, I weighed less, but my body fat percentage was higher. So I was smaller, but I still had a bigger percentage of body fat compared to muscle. So that's why you hear all these people talking about protein because muscle is health, bro. And muscle allows you to consume more calories and it goes to the muscle, you know? So that's what I do. And I just try to be in a calorie deficit. For me to be in a calorie deficit, bro, it's like my number is about like 2,500 calories a day, you know? So, you know, and I'm not always perfect with it, you know, but I've never really got in these last four or five years, I never got to a place where I'm gaining weight. I've stalled. And I've like bounced maybe five pounds or something like that, but I but I just always get a hold on it. Like, okay, fool, you're tripping. Like, don't go back to fat jackass, dog. <laughs> don't be that fool again. So that's what I do. Yeah, I keep it simple. You know, to me, keto-ish is like the easiest because it keeps you fuller. You know, yeah. like say you eat a uh, hundred calories in protein, right? Thirty percent of those calories are gonna get burned just by digesting it. So you only net seventy of the calories. If you eat carbs, it's not the same way. And carbs, a couple hours, you're going to be hungry again. So if, to me, and the reason why a lot of people like keto and stuff, because it helps, bro. It helps to stay full. That okay. and also when you have a carb, like for every gram of carbs, you hold three grams of, of water. So that's why you always hear people like, the first, I lost 20 pounds in two weeks. It's mostly water, but it's still good because you're still losing inflammation and stuff. But it's not fat. It's not body fat, right? Body fat is a number. Basically, 3,500 calories is like one gram of body fat. So if you know to maintain your weight, it's like 3,000 a day, go to 25 a day, you'll burn about a pound a week. It's only four in a month, but six months down the road, you're 20 pounds lighter. Think long-term, sustainable, easier. Not something that's just difficult to do, bro. You don't want to go to, through boot camp with yourself and then you can't maintain it. What's the point? Yeah. You know, slow and steady, dog. Slow and steady. So, not not fast and gratifying. Just slow and steady, dog. Fuck. You know, with that's everything. A, that's the story of my life, dog. Fast and gratifying. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> And fast and fast and gratifying can potentially look very selfish, dog. Oh yeah. In other people's eyes. We're all like that, though, dog. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, bro. I know I'm out of. I know I'm blown the fuck out and out of shape, dog. Because I used to have a mirror on my headboard, dog. Uh -huh. So when I'm having sex with my girl, I, you know, I can see myself and I can see her. You know, what I mean, at times she'd be like, "Who the fuck are you fucking?" I said, "Both of us." You know what I mean? <laughs> but at this point, dog, these titties. You know what I mean? Like, nah, dog. I had to take the mirror down. Yeah. But uh, all bullshit aside, stupid jokes aside, dog, um, keto has been like, so I have gone down these paths as well as you. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Maybe not in depth like you, bro, because you are fucking very knowledgeable. You can spit all these fucking grams per fucking whoop de whoop <laughs> and all this shit, dog. And I'm lost at that point, dog. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm fucking, I got to call Surrey and, you know, ask for fucking directions. Um, but I'm just saying, though, um, keto has been the easiest for me mm -hmm. because, you know, it's kind of like you get to eat your bacon, steaks, you know, bop, 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 you know, like you stay away from the carbs. And I never watched exactly how much I was eating. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's a different fool when you're on keto. When you're on keto and you're full, you're full, but you're not a bloated fool. Exactly. You know? Bam. Yep. Bloated mm -hmm. fool, fool is like fucking when you eat a gang of potato chips, mm -hmm. fucking rice, beans, pasta, and you're just bread, dog. And you're just like, like, fuck, dog. I can't yeah. even fucking breathe. It's hard to tie my shoes, dog. You know, so the keto has been the uh, been an absolute blessing in my life. I have I've fallen off it right now, you know, but I, that is my go to diet when I want to lose weight quick, bro. If, if you don't want to go through the stress of counting calories, dog, because that shit does get stressful sometimes, bro. You get anxiety just trying to oh shit, am I over my calories? You sound like a woman, bro. But 
if you don't want to do that, it's very hard to overeat on keto. Like, you don't even got to worry. You're not going to eat that much protein and fat, dog. You're going to get full way too soon. Unless you're doing all these keto snacks, bro. Yeah. All these whack-ass keto snacks. They well, they say they're keto, keto snacks. Yeah, they're not, bro. What but about the keto do ice cream? If you don't, this is how I tell people. You got two options, bro, if you don't want to count calories. Eat nothing but whole foods, one-ingredient foods. You're not going to overeat that no matter what. What is a whole food? A whole food would be an apple, a potato, a piece of steak, you know, vegetables, fruit, anything that's just one ingredient. It doesn't have a whole label on the back. Got you, got you, got you. You do that, bro, you're not going to be able to eat enough to gain weight. You're going to lose weight for sure. If you don't want to do that, then do a lot of fat and proteins and you're going to stay full, dog. It's simple. It's simple. But if you want to live a... A balanced diet, you have to count the calories, dog, because those carbs are gonna just make you want more, and it's it's more discipline in my eyes, like give or take, dog. Like you want to have more discipline in counting the calories, or you want to have more discipline in just counting the carbs, you know. So you gotta do something, dog. You know, to be successful, you gotta do a little work. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. And like you said, it, it rolls over to everything else in your life, yeah. you know. Um, so the the, the JCAS now compared to the JCAS I met, mm-hmm. are those two different people? I think the core is the same, but the discipline's a lot better. You know, I think the, the desires and the dreams are the same. Principles, character, you know, but the discipline to actually go after what I want has gotten a lot better. Absolutely, Don. You know? I, I, would, I would agree with it. From me knowing that, that Jake has and this Jake has, yeah. I, would, I would agree with that. You know what I mean? Um, and you know what's funny about it, bro? So there's what age would you say when people start thinking about uh, you know, health and all this shit. Because I know when you're in your 20s, homie, you give a fuck about all that shit. Your metabolism is so quick, you fucking tearing up <laughs> Big Mac after Big Mac and you still got the six-pack, yeah. dog, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's there's like an age that it just, life just fucking dawns on you, bro, and you're just like, hold on. Yeah. I got to get my shit together. Yeah. What, what do you think age is that, dog? I, I don't know if it's an age, bro. Sometimes it's just situations. Sometimes you get sick and you realize it's because of your weight. You know, sometimes you can't get a female and you realize it's because of your weight. It, sometimes it might not be the age thing as much as it is a circumstance that opens your eyes. Yeah. You know, or you might see yourself in a picture and you're like, fuck, bro, I didn't feel that fat when I took that picture. <laughs> like, I'm fat. Yeah. Like, damn, I thought I was sexy Jake ass. Like, I'm fat as hell, bro. <laughs> you know, so it could just be a situation. But as far as an age, I, I don't really know, my boy. You know, I don't, I don't know if there is an age. Like I said, I've known people like my grandma who didn't give a shit the whole life, bro, and lived till she was 85. I mean, you know? I guess it just depends on how God built you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. God built some Hondas and he built some motherfucking <laughs> Toyotas, dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What uh-huh. the fuck are you, dog? You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I get that, bro. It's all about what's in the DNA, what's what's been passed down to us from fucking uh from the bloodline, right? You yeah. know. Uh, anyways, so moving from the health thing, uh-huh. you're a businessman, bro. Yes, sir. And since I've since I've known you, you you've been involved in all kinds of kinds of different adventures mm-hmm. in regards to business bro yeah. can we can we go down that road bro and can sure. we drop some tips to to some of the goonies some of the community that would like to start their own business it's working that dead-end job dog mm-hmm. you know what i mean and they're just tired of this shit and they have an idea bro but they haven't moved forward with that idea i mean can you sh- first share some of your stories of what you've experienced in the business side and then can you drop some gems, bro? Or, you know, give some advice, bro, on how somebody should go about, you know, starting a business, bro. Yeah, I would say, you know, first thing is evaluate why you want to be a business owner. Because being a business owner, it's not glamorous. When It might be glamorous when you're telling somebody about it or you're able to post something, right? But it's not glamorous when you're by yourself, dogging those bills are due and you don't have a guaranteed check. 
you know, or when your lady is depending on you to pay the rent with her and you're not even sure if you got the business. So if it's for prestige, dog, and it's because you don't want a boss, you know, you got to really ask yourself, like, it, it, do you understand the burden that comes with being a business owner? Because you're just trading one burden for the other, you know. And then once you do, if you do understand that and you do feel like this is, you know, what I'm trying to do, then you got to jump in with all your heart, dog, especially people like us that come from where we come from, dog. Like, we don't have a lot of opportunities. You know, the best place to start is the company you work at. No matter where you work, no matter what you do, try to dissect everything about that business, right? Don't just be focused on the position that you're in. Understand how everything works. Ooh, Understand. Go. Start there, bro. Everybody works for somebody, right? Start there, dog. Let's Say, let's lose, use an example. Let's use an example. The the person at the Jack and Box Jack in the Box drive through right now. Mm -hmm. If you worked there, what would you be doing? If I was working there, I would first of all talk to the the um, owner who franchised that, right? If you're able to get to that person and ask them all the questions you want. Besides that, you want to look at the operations. You want to look at the marketing. You want to look at the processes, right? And why certain things work certain ways. Is it because this franchise has learned how to work smarter than harder. What can I do? What can I take from this system that they created, right? McDonald's blew up because they created a system that made food quick. And their system was unique at the time, right? And that's what really set them apart. But that system was able to just blow them up. So you want to look at the systems of your company. You want to see what's right about it, what's wrong about it, right? And you want to dissect it from there. So say you worked at the Jack in the Box. You want to understand the marketing. How do you know about Jack in the Box? Right. How, how does the, your how, and what makes you come back to Jack in the Box? Now, you can go down all these rabbit holes specifically about this business. But the point is to learn everything about the company you work for. Right. Because by default, you're going to learn business because business is systems. Business is a bunch of systems learning that you system. put together that brings business, brings in finances. And a lot of those things are universal, no matter what business it is. You can take principles from a Jack in the Box and apply it to a construction company. Right. So you want to learn. And that's where you want to start. You know, you want to just start by dissecting where you are and everybody can do that. Right. Let's go. My boy in the zone right now, yeah, baby. Sure. My boy in the zone right now. Oh, yeah. We're getting started. Bro. Yeah, we're just getting warmed up, baby. <laughs> so, some, some, go ahead. What I do want to say is everything that we talk about today, everything that I talk about when I talk about business and finances, it's about capturing more time. Right. That's what you want. to. That has to be your driving force. Just like I said with the health. Right. Fuck the Lamborghini and fuck. Don't, don't get me wrong. I like that stuff. Right. But you want to focus on how you get more time back, because when you work for somebody or you do anything to make these finances, you're giving slivers of your life. Right. You can't put a value on something that is limited. It's your life, bro. Is your sliver. Is that hour worth twenty dollars? Is it not? I mean, I wish we all lived in a system to where we can just barter and trade still. Oh, I have cattle. I'll give you some milk and some meat. You're a clay, you're a potter, potter guy, right? You do pottery. Give me some stuff from my house. But we don't. So we live in a system where we got to survive, dog, and we got to earn this income, whether it's a business owner or an employee. So when you have things that are driving you, I hope the driving force is how you can get your time and then multiply your time, right? Get it and don't let it dwindle away, right? Don't let it be worth less in 20 years than it is today. Make your ducats, bro, and do something with it that is going to grow because that equals time, you know, and that's what you have to understand. And, you know, some of us in life might get lucky enough or not even lucky enough. You might work hard enough to do what you love for a living. 
right? You might be able to like do something that you would do for free and get paid for it. But the majority of us don't and the majority of us won't. It's like when an artist gets up there and says, if I did it, you can do it. Yeah, technically we can do it, but probably not. Like statistically, we all can't make it, right? You did music, I did music, a lot of homies did music. We didn't make it, yeah. right? And we wanted to believe that we knew that we could, but then it's the same with finance. We wish we can do something we love to make this money. And I'm not knocking dreams, right? Because you can do it, but you also got to live in a way to know like, okay, if I have to give slivers of my life for something that I normally wouldn't do for free, the next best thing I can do is take what I earned from that and make it work for me, right? And make it grow on itself, right? Which comes into the assets and all those things. So um, I'm sorry if I got off track. Of no, with the business, go, you know? my boy, go. So, <laughs> so that, that has to be the driving force, you know? And if you're trying to be a business owner and that's the driving force, you're going to have a lot more success than somebody who's just trying to say, I own a business, Right, I just I own a business. It looks cool. You yeah, know? what is your business worth, motherfucker? Oh, yeah. matter of fact, we're in bankruptcy right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. If they don't tell you that shit, you know, they trying to pull the pussy yeah. at the bar. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, you it's, know they got that yeah. fucking company shirt on still. Oh yeah, that's my company. Yeah, <laughs> you we know? could all do fucking that, right? Bob, we could all get a t-shirt printed. We could all get a banner. We can get a website. But is that really, you know, well, yeah. are you earning time? Are yeah. you earning time with that? Yeah, we can you all know? go fucking uh, 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 finance a fucking Lexo or BMW. Yeah. But what is the bank account really looking like? Yeah, yeah. You are, are, are you creating assets or liability? At the end of the day, your net worth is your assets versus your liability, right? If you buy a house and it's a good move, right? Like I know the, the homie buys house, right? It could be a good move and it can be an asset or it could be a liability, right? Because you're taking on some debt. So at the end of the day, is your debt versus your, your um, asset ratio, is it getting worse or is it getting better? And that's the kind of things you want to focus on. You know, you want, to, you want to get assets, bro. And to me, assets equal time. To somebody else, it might be something else, but to me, assets equal time. Time is precious, bro. And when you start losing people and you start realizing, dude, I have this picture in my head that I'm going to die at 80, and you don't, what if you die at 40? What if you die at 50? Now that sliver of your time that you gave to your employer or to the customer is worth even less, right? It's worth less now because it was a shorter, I mean, worth even more because it was a shorter period of time that you lived. You know, that's how I approach everything, bros. How do I get more time? Fuck everything else. Time, baby. Time is life. Time ain't only, it's money too, but it's fucking life, bro. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? And that's why right now, you know, we trying to just raise ourselves up with the health. I mean, raise ourselves up with this knowledge that we got here today on Saturday, baby. You know what I mean? Um, bro, so can, go, I was no, gonna go. Say, I'll give one practical advice, and this might not, this might be a small percentage of people. But if you work for an employer that you can incorporate, like if you can, like say you work a construction job and you get paid cash or something like that, right? A small percentage of people, but still somebody might be listening. If you can incorporate, right, and get paid to your corporation, it's going to make the hugest difference. That was my first step to understanding that. It's like, oh, shoot, I'm keeping more of my time. Because if I'm on a W-2, they're going to pay me and they're going to tax it ahead of time at their rate. At the end of the year, if I'm lucky, you'll get $1,000 back or $2,000 back or whatever it is. But if I'm a corporation, which is very easy to do, you can call elite elite taxes, right? That's who does mine. You get incorporated. You might pay a few hundred bucks. Now, if you're in that small percentage of people that can get paid like that, now what the IRS does, right? And this is not financial advice. Don't sue me, bro. Like I said, if the IRS taxes you before W-2, they're taking the percentage. But say, lucky, you incorporated as Hoodstocks, Inc., 
right? Mine is JCAS Consulting Inc., right? I did it with a termite company that I worked for about eight years ago. The first thing that changed was now I get to keep 100% of that, right? And so at the end of the year, I pay, but I pay after my write-offs. So JCAS Consulting can make 100000 this year. But if my truck payment for work and my clothes for work and my dinners that were business meetings and all these things get written off, now JCAS Consulting really only has 10000 in income. Now that 20 something percent you're going to take is off of the 10000 not off of the 100000 That's the first step to anybody who has the possibility to do it. You're changing your life. Like it's an easy sure. thing that they don't want to teach us because you hear all this bad stuff about corporations. I'm a corporation. Right? A corporation ain't these white guys all the time and hundreds of millionaires and things like that. Uh, I'm a small corporation, right? I get treated like a corporation. I get tax breaks like a corporation. A dollar, a dollar saved is a dollar earned. A minute saved is a minute earned. That's the first step to anybody who can do it. And if you're not, and you can see a career or a job that might make less an hour or whatever, but you can get paid as a corp. Forget the little pay cut per hour. At the, end, at the end, you're going to make a lot more in this year. That's an easy, doable step for anybody listening that's in that position to do it. Wow. That's the first thing I did, and it changed my life. Right? Wow, dog. Simple yeah. and easy. Damn, dog. I'm going I'm 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 to need to hide. I'm, I'm going to need to hire you as a consultant, dog, because uh, <laughs> we need a little direction right here with Hoodstocks, dog. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, we'll no. talk. We'll talk afterwards, bro. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and that's just to raise up. You know, what I mean, I mean. Anyways, I don't want to get into numbers right now. I was about to do that in regards to Hoodstocks, but we'll talk about that later offline. Um, so let's talk about the businesses that you started, bro, mm-hmm. and the the trials and tribulations, the lessons that I mean that you've learned from them of what to do, what not to do. And where you're at now with them. Okay. So my main career has been the termite and pest control industry, right? When I was like 21, I took somebody to an interview at a Terminex, um, some white guy. I say white guy, and I don't say it in a negative way. I say it in a positive way because I want to show that race doesn't matter in a lot of these things, bro. We think because we're brown and from the hood that we don't have opportunities. And they are fewer and far between, that's for sure. But we still can hungrily and aggressively go after them. So anyway... Um, the guy named David Poplin, who's a mentor of mine today, is a very close friend. He came out and asked me if I wanted a job. I didn't know what a termite was, what pest control was, but I was like, I'm down. It's a, you get a license from the state. It's a trade. All right, I'm down. So doing that a few years, killing roaches and <laughs> crawling under houses, you know, you start feeling like, especially when you wanted to be a rapper, right? You start feeling like, this is like, wait, why am I doing this, bro? This is whack. And one time I was sitting at a Home Depot, right? I worked for Orkin at the time. And this guy came up. I remember, dog, this was like 15 years ago. I remember it was called Tack Termite. And it was a yellow truck with red riding. T-A-K-K. And he comes up and he's like, you work for Orkin? And I was like, yeah. He's like, why? And I said, what do you mean? I was like 20-something at the time. I said, what do you mean, why? He's like, why would you not do your own business? And that's the first time ever in my life that my mind even thought, can I be a business owner? And he started telling me, like, hey, this is a, one of those industries where you can start your own business. So from that day forward, like I said, it's the long game. I knew wherever I work from this point, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn how this works. I'm going to learn how the licenses work, how the, chemi- how the chemical structures work. I'm going to dissect the crap out of this. I'm going to become cool with my managers. I'm going to learn as I work. So because I did that in Orkin, I ran across an opportunity of somebody that was starting to turn my business. And then I knew at the time, I knew enough to know to ask for 5% of the company. I said, I'll help you start this company, but I want 
the guy had no no um, knowledge in the termite industry. He came from Hawaii. He was worked as a GM for Sam's Club. Had the business knowledge, but not the termite industry knowledge. So I wasn't smart enough to get things in writing, but I was smart enough to already know that I wanted equity in things, right? Yeah. So I helped build that company for five years. I got burned, right? I didn't really have 5%. It was never in writing. Lesson number one, learn, right? So from there, I said, okay, I already had the mindset of a business owner. And it's like, okay, even my music, I'll start writing, oh, I'm a business owner because I have 5%, right? I'm like, I'm, a, I'm just living it like, oh, one day it's going to be 100%, right? So next opportunity, from that point forward, I always took jobs for the knowledge over the pay the opportunity to learn over the pay. I didn't go to big corporations like Terminix and Orkin because they're not really going to show you the ins and outs. They don't want you to become an entrepreneur. I started working for mom and pops companies, which typically you would think that's not a safe bet compared to an established corporation like Terminix or Orkin or Western or something like that. But in my mind, I wanted to learn the basics and it was a long game. I knew 10 years down the road, the day will come where I can do this shit on my own. So every opportunity that I took was for that and it worked. I would dissect everything. I would learn the office. I would learn the scheduling. I would learn how much does gas cost for a truck? How much are truck payments? Okay, trucks are write-off. Okay, if you buy this poundage of a truck at the end of the year, you can write a, the whole thing off. Like, okay, let me learn because it's a small company. You're able to get in there, right? And I did that. And then I went to the next step of being a real partner in businesses, having it in writing, having shares. and But even there, it was like, okay, I'm an owner of this company, but I'm not the majority owner. Right. And I'm not in control. And I started to get to a place to where I was like, I need to be in, in control. You know, I need to even with the last company before my pops died, I had 20 percent of it. Now it's 20 percent of a big pie. Right. It was well-established company. But it was to me at the time, it was better than 100 percent of a small pie. But when my pops died and I needed time and I needed to really focus on my dad because I wasn't the majority owner, I started feeling like I'm not really the boss. Because if I was really the boss, I would be with my dad 24-7 right now, right? And as my pops was doodling away, in my mind, I said, okay, it's time, right? It's time. What's stopping you? Because the money was good. You know, like money was good. I told some of the homies, like, and I'm open, right, with what it was. And it was all pretty much cash because I have a corp. It was good money, dog. Not a lot of people would leave that. But inside of my heart, I knew that I want to be in control of how my time works, you know, and, and it all, it's, it's a, it's a give and take because it all rests on me, right? It's all going to rest on me, bro. But at the end of the day, this is what I wanted to do. And I'm up for the challenge. And I feel like now compared to the Jcast 10 years ago, I actually have the discipline and the knowledge and the plan that I actually set out for 10 years ago, actually fucking happening. I actually know enough to run a whole business from beginning to end taxes everything right i actually know it worked it was a long process crawling under houses dirty as house spider webs coming out looking all dirty feeling like a loser right like but it worked it really worked dog so that's where i'm at now you know starting a company that's 100 percent mine right called hit squad pest solutions right <laughs> we'll be up and running in about a month that's just right? gangster dog hit yeah. squad baby hit squad man you're still keeping so, it hip-hop yeah huh? <laughs> yeah and and as as that I learned to invest my money, you know, invest your money, invest your time. It's not just about getting the ducats, bro, but what are you doing with it? Am I going to get this $20 and in 10 years, it's going to be like, I have $10. That doesn't make any sense. Now the time that I gave up for it is even more, right? It's good. We think prices are going up, but what's happening is your dollars value is going down. 
You know, so as I learned to run a business, I also learned what these executives do, what these hedge funds do, what these big business owners do, right? They multiply their money. And us, I don't want to say us like a negative thing, but sometimes we're all culture, bro. You know, sometimes the minority culture as a whole, even, you know, African-Americans and Mexicans, sometimes it's all about the show and all about things that are not really like, that doesn't bring any asset. That's not a value to you, you know? So that's one of the main things that change is how to keep my money, right? How to legally keep it from the IRS, and number two, what to do with what I keep. Why would I put it somewhere or all of it somewhere that it's going to be worth less in 20 years? That makes zero sense. That has that is not the that's not the vibe, bro. Like, do something just as much as you want to earn the money, make your money work for it, dog. So those two things combined have got me to a place to where I can afford to do a business. I can sell some stocks to do a business, right? But that was all self-taught YouTube rabbit holes. There's no excuse nowadays. No, no excuse, not. bro. Absolutely right. Not. Before the app Robinhood, how the hell would we buy stocks? I don't know. A st- I didn't know a stockbroker. Mexicans from the hood, bro. We don't know stockbrokers. Like, dude, the only closest thing we get is if you get a good job, you get a 401k, and what are they doing with your 401k? They ask you, what's your risk tolerance? Because they're going to go play with the stock market, index funds, mutual funds, right? They're going to do that, but we had no access. Nowadays, you can go on an app and buy a part of a company, bro. Literally, invest in some of the major companies in the world, not needing to know anybody but how to use a phone. There is no excuse, bro. YouTube for days, Google for days. Many people, like myself, are willing to give the information. All I'm doing is regurgitating information that I seeked out online, right? And once you do that, bro, put yourself in positions around people. Ask the questions. I went to Bitcoin Miami last week not knowing anybody. Said, I'm going to go here and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn some more about Bitcoin, but I'm going to get some contacts, right? So you, you go there and they have different wristbands. Some are for the miners. It's called Bitcoin mining. Some are for the... Um, industry day so you know okay they're in the industry and then in miami it's flooded with people at the bars and the restaurants that are because of thirty thousand people right so i would go i was telling nick like i would go and see the wristbands and go sit next to them hey what's up how you guys doing they're looking at me like you're the only one like you that looks like you like that's here like you know they're interested like i told him Somebody from L.A., I'm not a cholo, bro, but somebody from a, a white guy from Minnesota that sees me, I'm a cholo from L.A. Right? <laughs> and they're tripping out like what? But I, and especially when I tell them I'm not in the industry, I'm just here. Like you're just here. I just flew here. Came to talk to people like you. How'd you get into mining? What is mining? How does that work exactly? What's the startup for that? Maximizing every second, buy them a drink, pay for the dinner. Whatever I can do to actively pursue growth, bro. You have to be hungry. <laughs> right? Let's go! You gotta be hungry. Let's bro. go, motherfuckers! Yeah. Yes, bro. And that shit was like Soak a, this shit up. Right? Soak it up, bro. There's no such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's no such thing as a bro, free lunch. Bro, you gotta hungrily you gotta chase it, bro. You have to chase it. And we're a good example, bro. A lot of the homies, like I look back at the days, dog, that we were getting drunk Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sundays. Now we don't see each other as much, right? But why don't we see each other as much? Because we're all actively pursuing growth. It's a beautiful thing, dog. It's a beautiful thing to see my junkies like all doing their thing, growing. Everybody in this room that I've known for years has grown, you know, but you had to actively grow in it, right? You had to actively pursue it. Actively. And that's where we're at. And there's no reason not to unless you're lazy and you're preoccupied with things that don't matter. You know what I was thinking right now, dog? You know, and maybe this is me just trying to be selfish and just get you at a table and shit, dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I think within circles, within circles of your people, 
We should they, they, we should develop in our own personal circles, or try to get in other circles if you don't have the proper circle, and develop like maybe once a month a table of individuals that we share ideas mm-hmm. and and we get input and and vice versa, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, and I think that would be a good way to grow within yourselves. Maybe network. Maybe Peter pays Paul. I mean, help each other out type of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know. I just that just popped in my no, head right true, now. No, it's true. Because even right now, I can think about it. Right, you probably have a lot of game when it comes to the YouTube. Now, you've been doing this three years. You know, Nick probably has a lot of game with the. I remember when he started the roulette printing. Like he just started fresh and just one day said, "I'm going to do it and never stop." He, like, no, right? he he quit his motherfucking job, yeah, bro. Right, and he then, quit his fucking crazy ass job, good yeah. ass job, bro. Corporate job. So what I'm saying is, said, I'm gonna be my own motherfucking boss. At that table, there would be something oh. to offer from everybody. Now he works 24 <laughs> seven. Now he works 24 seven. Now he's really mad at the world. <laughs> hey, do you want to do like a uh, a mid roll of the ad or? Yeah. Oh, I didn't I even text, do the ad in the beginning. To you. I just texted you I right now, bro. So I didn't do, do the ad in the it's beginning. Okay, we could do it. It's okay. We could yeah. Do it mid. So check it out right now. Today's podcast, baby. Oh my God! Shout out to my boy. I'm gonna fucking uh, uh, today's podcast. Uh, today's sponsor on Hoodstocks podcast is Illuminate Clothing. Their clothing brand that fo- they're a clothing brand that focuses on gym and streetwear, making sure every customer is rightly fitted for each situation. And did I mention it's also very affordable? Yes, sir. Illuminate Clothing. Um, go follow them on Instagram. Illuminate Clothing LLC. Um, and again, Illuminate Clothing LLC, and visit their website, which is down here on the bottom right here, baby. And they got a promo code, April. If you press in the promo code April, that will get you $5 off, baby. Illuminate Clothing, I apologize to the homie. Um, This is a sponsor of the show today. We have him running on the bottom right here. And matter of fact, we'll roll it over to the next podcast, baby, just because I I lost track of the beginning, baby. Anyways, Illuminate Clothing, thank you for uh, your sponsorship today. You guys support this homie right here. This is, a, uh, you know, starting from the ground up. And the only way he can move up is if we support him. So, hey, you know, get that $5 off right now. Promo code April. Um, anyways, bro, so you were talking about, so you make the money, right? Mm-hmm. First off, hold on real quick. Let me rewind this motherfucking track, dog. You <laughs> a motherfucking animal, dog. You went to motherfucking Miami, homie, and just fucking, just to like, whoop, 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 yeah. dog. Like, that's a real, that's a real dog right yeah. there, dog. That's a hungry motherfucker right there. I mean, Appreciate I like it. to have nothing but dogs on the team. You know what I mean? When it comes to the boys, you know what I mean? They all fulfill a fucking spot, dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 yeah, and we, we all gotta, we gotta move in Go a pack. Hard, homie. We gotta move in unisons, dog. You yeah. know what I mean? We gotta make sure, dog, that, you know, that we all taking care of it. And then I'm taking care of mine. You taking care of yours. Bop, bop, bop. Whoa, yep. whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? Yes, I mean, teamwork make the dream work. And I can't do it all by myself. And that's why we got the homie Mark sitting right here today. Because he's got something that he's potentially going to uh, bring to the fucking table. You know what I mean? When, nope. you sit, when you sit at a table, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you sit at a table, I don't give a fuck if you're grown or young. You got to bring something to that motherfucking table. Just don't bring your motherfucking appetite, motherfucker. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. You know? I mean, have an appetite. Put something on that but table. But put something on that table. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's the 
only way, I mean, in life, period. Let's be real about this shit. If you fucking with a bunch of cats that got no motherfucking drive to do shit, that's fucking waiting for their fucking baby mama or their old lady to collect that motherfucking welfare check so you can get a new pair of kicks, homie, you need to take a step back and reevaluate your motherfucking life, my yep. G, because that ain't the motherfucking business, dog. Mm -hmm. And once upon a time ago, that potentially might have been me. I don't know, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I'm not sure, dog. I can't remember that far back, dog. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm just saying, it, it, don't be ashamed if you were in that position because some of us have been there. I don't want to point no fingers, dog. Never um, too late to change, homie. But yeah, no, it's not, dog. And it feels so much better uh -huh. when you ain't got to get dropped off somewhere by your old lady. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be independent, homie. Mm -hmm. Be independent. And when you're independent, my boy, and you're handling your biz, and you're on a Saturday, you're on a Saturday night, instead of fucking off with the fucking homies, you're on hoodstocks, taking notes from motherfucking J Cash, Hell homie. Yeah. You're doing something with your motherfucking yes, life, sir. dog. Stop playing with this yes, shit. Sir. Raise the fuck up. Today is the day that you raise up. Tell yourself over and over. Today is the day I'm tired. Of this shit. I'm tired of these old beat up ass shoes. I'm tired of these shoes that I did not pay for. Yep. Raise the fuck up, dog. Yep. Today is the day when you change your life, dog. You change your life for the better and you prove all the doubters wrong. That is the best reward, dog. Yeah. Put on for your people, dog. Put on for your people, dog. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that is the best reward, dog, when you could be an independent man, an independent woman. Yep. You know, we gotta, hey, don't wait for anybody to take care of you. Take care of your fucking self, dog. Yep. That's and that's right. the greatest thing that I ever did for myself, dog. When I felt like I was waiting for a handout or waiting for somebody to get me something, you're going to keep on waiting, dog. They're going to put in time in your life when you got to say, I ain't waiting for shit no more. I'm going to go get this shit myself, mm -hmm. dog. Yep. Real shit, dog. Yeah, real shit. And homie. we and we here to inspire the masses, dog. Yep. We here to inspire the motherfucking masses, dog. You can be a king, homie. You know what I mean? And wherever part of life you want to be, dog, you just got to believe in one thing, and that's your fucking self, that's dog. That's right, dog. Exactly. That's yourself, dog. So, J-Kaz, well, <laughs> you still fucked me up about that Miami thing. You just <laughs> flew out there to motherfucking soak up some game. You yeah. a real motherfucking G for that shit. Yeah. That's some crazy-ass shit, dog. For I mean, that's some crazy ass shit, dog. Salute Appreciate to you it, on that, baby. Thank you, dog. And, and, and so, appetite for destruction. The boy hungry, you know what yeah, I mean? Dog. You know, hey, I ain't here to just, I got you drinks, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just keep on talking. What else you want, dog? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, dog. Hey, so, we make the money. What do we do with the money, dog? You talked about putting it in a, some type of, maybe some type of fund, some type of stock that you only see a return of $10. That ain't shit. Mm -hmm. So how do we, being the fact that we don't have parents that are stockbrokers, we don't have uh, the silver spoon being handed down, dog, you know what I mean? And all that shit, all those fucking analogies they use, dog. I mean, how do we, you spoke on how we learn. We can go to YouTube, you know, but when it comes to investing money and, and your personal uh, uh, experiences, your expertise, dog, what would you... Uh, what would you, uh, uh, you know what I mean, uh, put forward for the audience, dog? So there, there's a couple, you know, there's different options, bro. But the first thing you want to focus on, obviously, is just knowing this money is going to make more of it, right? And then after that, you get into, like, risk versus reward in certain things, right? So, like I said, nowadays, you can sign up right now, say, for a Robinhood account, and you can buy some stocks, right? You can put stocks in, you know, buy a big chunk, or you can go little by little, and let it grow over time. 
At the end of the day, you just want to make sure that you're investing in something that's going to be a good return on your investment. So one example, because I want to give practical things that people can actually do, right? And I just give general. You can open a Robinhood account and you can say, okay, I believe in this company like Tesla, right? They seem to be doing a lot. And I believe over the next 10, 15 years, they're going to do more with their company. So I can do what's called dollar cost averaging. The best, most effective proven strategy for investing overall is something called do called dollar cost averaging right which means you put a, the same amount of money no matter what it is small or big in the same amount of frequency over time and over time that is always going to be worth more than it was when you put in right so you've got things like an index fund an index fund you can go to uh, fidelity you can do you can go right now download the fidelity app sign up and you can do an index fund an index fund is like you ever you remember the index card holders it means multiple right different cards yeah. the index fund is like that for stocks if you say i don't know how to pick stocks i don't know if i feel like tesla's going to be here in 20 years i don't know if amazon's going to be here i don't really know well go into an index fund and you can do an index fund on um, the s&p 500 which is the top 500 performing companies of the stock market so now you're buying an index, right? So if one company doesn't make it, that's just one company out of 500. It's not going to affect your portfolio too much. So you're not going to have a huge spike. You're not going to make 300% in a year. Index funds average about 10 to 12 to 15% a year. That's like the average, right? So you put 10,000, you might make 1,000. But then the next year, that's compounding. Now you're making the 10% off the 11,000. Then the next year, you're making that percentage off of whatever is there now and it starts to compound right and it starts and that's a safe effective way to look 10 years down the road and say all right dude because my money is losing value i'm going to do something that makes more of it right i need to make more of it because it's not going to be worth the same the sliver of my life that i got paid for the amount that i got paid for, that i got paid is not going to be the same amount because i can't buy the same things with it so what can i do right so that's an example of something that is safer and something that is um, a little slower growing that you can do right now. Or you can do, there's a whole side, bro, that's called day trading. And I'm not even going to speak on that because you have to know how to buy stock and sell it and buy it and sell it and do this and do that. I'm not giving any advice on that because you got to do that on your own. But what I am saying is the dollar cost averaging to somebody trying to save for their future, that's one of the best ways to go, right? Because we have a system that's, it's called fiat currency. Right. America is not the only one that has it, but multiple companies have what's called fiat currency. Right. So when you get down the rabbit hole of like um, cryptocurrencies, you'll hear that word fiat and you'll know what it means now. because I'm about to tell you it means by decree literally means because I said so. Right. We live under a monetary system that one central bank controls. And because they said so, this is the way things are. Imagine if Hoodstocks was a, a corporation, right? And say you made 100 stocks available for Hoodstocks, right? 100 shares. You made 100, 100 shares of it, right? And you give me 10%, which would be 10. And say Hoodstocks is valued as a $500,000 company. I have 10% of that 500000 because I have, I have the shares, right? But what if Lucky went and printed another 100 shares and you give it out to people? That's illegal, right? You're, you're watering down my value of, my, of what I have. It's illegal. You can't do that. Because now I would only have 5% because you doubled the shares. Well, that's exactly what our government does, right? They're 
printing money because we got off of something called the gold standard 50 years ago. The gold standard meant that gold, there was gold there to back up every dollar that was out there. Then Richard Nixon, 50 years ago, said, we're going to temporarily go off of this to kind of help the economy. We never went back on. From that point forward, everything about money changed for us. Because now, they can just literally print more money. You print more money, you're devaluing my money. So now, because you do that, I got to find a way to make more or it doesn't make sense to me. I need to find these secrets that these successful people have to make my money work for it. Right? Then we enter into bigger investments, more rewarding, a little more riskier, like cryptocurrency. And one thing that I'll say about cryptocurrencies is there's no way that anybody watching this podcast from one, one podcast will leave understanding crypto. Right? Yeah. There's no way. We've had a right? couple though. I'm two years deep, flying to different states and everything. I'm still learning. Absolutely. Right? There's thousands of coins. Thousands of cryptocurrencies. They're not all going to be currency. Some are not even trying to be a currency. Right? So we'll stick to, let's just stick to Bitcoin. You have Dogecoin, which is like a gamble, and I have some of it, like 5% of my portfolio, just in case it blows up. Right? Bigger reward for the, the bigger risk. But let's just talk about Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the only cryptocurrency that there is a set amount for that will never change, and the rest of it's going to be what they call mine in about 100 and something years, right? So I don't want to go make things too complicated where people get turned off. So at the end of the episode, I can point people to the right direction, look at this YouTube video, follow this person, read this book, things like that, right? But for now, let's stick to Bitcoin. An anonymous source in 2009 created something called Bitcoin and the blockchain, Satoshi Nakamoto. Right. They don't know if it's a woman, if it's a man, if it's a group of people or, or the government. Right. Yeah, maybe it wouldn't be good for them, though. But just say it was right. The point is they made the first blockchain. They took and I'm not a coder, bro. The only reason I could even speak on this is because I chased after cryptocurrency knowledge. I'm not a coder. I'm not a computer programmer. I don't know none of this shit before crypto. But they created what's called a blockchain. Right. The blockchain is basically a decentralized way to exchange finances, right? So us, we have a central bank, a U.S. Treasury that dictates everything. That's called centralized. Facebook is centralized because Mark Zuckerberg and his team own everything. Instagram is centralized. Twitter is centralized, right? U.S. government, our monetary system is centralized. One entity controls it because I said so. This is what you're going to do. Bitcoin and the blockchain came out to where it's controlled by multiple people across the world. So you have what's called Bitcoin miners, computer programmings that are reading codes and say I, J, Cash, send you money. Say lucky, right? I send it to you. Before you get the Bitcoin, thousands of, thousands of verifiers all over the world, their computers are verifying this on the blockchain. Boom. No middleman, no bank. My banking going to connect to your bank and give the okay. I'm not going to do an ACH transfer that takes three days because this middleman's punking me and saying, wait, let, let, I'll do it. It's going to take three days to transfer this money and there's going to be a fee, right? Because of these genius um, protocols that have happened, the adoption rate of Bitcoin is twice as much as the internet was in the 90s, right? The internet was built before the 90s, but in the 90s is when people started adopting it and started realizing like, there is no not getting involved in the internet. We can't explain exactly what it is, 
But we do know whatever life it takes, it's going to control everything, right? So you had a fast adoption in the 90s, at the end of the 90s. Bitcoin's adoption is twice as fast, right? When you go to like this conference that I went to, it's the biggest financial conference that exists in the world for Bitcoin. And 98% of the people there are not in Bitcoin. They're there to learn about Bitcoin because it's a financial revolution that's not once in a lifetime, but it's once in a generation opportunity, right? Once in a century kind of thing. So I say all that to say, for some people, it's one thing. For instance, if you live in Africa, some of these places have no bank at all. You cannot send them money, right? You cannot do it. They, have, they can get to a cell phone, though, and they can download a crypto app, and you can send it to them. A lot of places make 20% of their GDP, which is the, the, um, the revenue that the country brings. A lot of them make a big percentage off of poor people from Western Union and things like that. It's called remittances. So a lot of these countries, the way they make bank to, to, to fund their economy is they take it from the poor people that are getting sent money from like America or whatever. So the people like that, it's a way to get their funds and keep more life-changing amounts, right? It's a, it's a way to get bank into people that don't have it. What I'm speaking about right now was one facet of Bitcoin, which is the investment opportunity. To some people, they don't look at it like an investment. They look at it like, dude, I can at least send money to my family without getting you know, taxed, or I can just get money to them without having to pay other people, right? So, but the context I'm speaking in, because we're talking about investing, it's a good investment, bro. Um, not financial advice. But Bitcoin has an average of a 200% growth a year right now. 200%. Some years it's down 61%, some it's up 300%. But the average is 200% in a year, meaning that 100,000 will turn into 300,000. That's way outpacing my inflation rate. As long as I'm outpacing my inflation rate as the basis of my investment, the next step is to even beat it and beat it by a lot, right? So they said the inflation for this last year was like, I think, 8.1. We all know it's more than 8%, right? You go to the, buy lumber, it's more than 8%. Gas is more than 8%. They exclude certain things when they bring out this number, right, in the news and the media, so the way I'm talking about it is an investment. That's what I choose to do, right? And you can go down the rabbit hole, different coins. I have about 60% Bitcoin. I got about 25% Ethereum. Then like the rest is Cardano and little gambles, which is like Shiba Inu and like, but I understand the only thing that's really there as a store of value for me is Bitcoin. What gold used to be. Can I, can I say this real quick? Uh -huh. So Bitcoin for the year is down 34.11%, but in the five years, it's up 3,280.26%. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, bro. So, you know? I mean, that's a huge percentage yeah. in the five years. Mm -hmm. Right? So as it, as it goes on through time, it's going to balance out. But remember, like, a lot of the people who hold a lot of the money in this world cannot invest in Bitcoin yet because there's no regulations. So these hedge funds that have trillions of dollars and billions of dollars that want to get into it, they're waiting for regulation, which is happening soon, right? You see Biden just released, we have to regulate this quick because if we don't regulate it, we're going to lose the world power because we're not going to control the currency. And you got other people like Venezuela, they made the whole currency Bitcoin, right? They already doubled their GDP. They already doubled the economy growth in a year because of Bitcoin. So it's going to happen. And once that happens, bro, the growth is just going to skyrocket, right? And this is what happened. I think it's El Salvador. Salvador. Yeah, Salvador. What did I say? You said Venezuela. Oh, yeah. Sorry, El Salvador. It's an oil yeah. country, baby. Yeah, El Salvador. Um, 
Shit, I lost what I was going to say. Forgot what I was going to say next, bro. Thanks, Casey. Yeah. It's a no, no. It's these motherfuckers blowing trees oh, in here. That's what it is. I know what I was going to say. So, like, the internet, right, what happened is all these people started adopting. All these things started happening. And so many people got involved because they knew it was the future that they created this bubble. So then in the 2000s, the bubble bursts, right? Everybody's gone. And then the company, because nobody knew what the internet was really going to be. The ones that made it are like Amazon and some companies, but even they took a hit and they took years to bounce back, but they made it. Cryptocurrency, that's where we're at. There's so many things, NFTs and all these things, the metaverse, but nobody really knows what face cryptocurrency is going to take. And there is a bubble to it. So don't think that Shiba Inu or Dogecoin is Bitcoin. I'm speaking, excluding everything, I'm speaking about Bitcoin right now. I'm speaking about the only crypto that is decentralized that nobody controls. Anonymous people made it and the world is accepting it now. So what gold used to be, gold, there was never a set amount of gold. There was never like, like Bitcoin, there's 21 million that's going to be mined. But gold, the mining of it was slow enough to predict how much there would be mined every year. Right. And it was at a too slow of a rate compared to the demand, which made the value go up, supply and demand. Bitcoin is even better because it's literally fixed. It's a fixed rate. And so what I do and what I encourage people to do, not financial advice, is to allocate some money towards Bitcoin. Whatever your risk tolerance is, that's your risk tolerance. Do the same amount on the same day, every Thursday, right, or once a month. And that is a proven investment strategy that will work. Don't try to time the market. It's time in the market, not timing the market. Give yourself time and be patient. Think about 10 years down the road, right? This thing is growing like a mother. And this is an opportunity for everybody, minorities, anybody broke can just hop on a phone and freaking invest. Anybody. There's, Seems there's too no good risk. to be true, man. Hey, but you know, the problem is it's not too easy. It's not too hard to be better than our current system. There's a lot of things that are, you know, our current system is jacked up, bro. They punk us, dog. From the taxes to the fees on things to the way they just literally print more. When they print those trillions of dollars, we might be cool with the 600 check they send us, $600 check. But what's happening to our other money? It's getting devalued. You literally can't go and buy the same thing you could have bought last year, bro. That's wild. But my time is still my time. So I have to actively pursue what I can do. Then I got to understand my risk tolerance and what I'm willing to risk because I'm not going to put more than I'm willing to lose. But I do know what great risk comes great reward. So if I can get a part of this thing that's happening, that's bigger than the Internet, literally, that trillionaires and millionaires are going to Miami from all over the world to go talk about and listen about, I'm following what they're doing. Right. I'm following what they're doing and they're pushing for regulations. They're saying a hedge fund is basically an investment fund. Right. They're all these people are pushing for this regulation so they can allocate funds towards it. Like I said, supply and demand. So the more demand, the more your crypto is going to be worth. Eventually, one day it's going to never change. It's going to be solid, a fixed supply. Right. It's not going to go up and down like it does right now. But all you got to focus on is right now. It always ends up up. So as long as it ends up up, I'm good. Then if you want to get deeper, like, you know, our, my boy Billboard that was here on the show before, he's better at, like, trading. He can, like, okay, I'm going to buy this, and then this is going to happen, then you can read the charts. There's all that stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just the normal person that doesn't want to think about all that. Just saying, what can I do with my money, dude? Because I give up my time for this shit. And I need to understand. I need to get, I can't just let it dwindle away. 
You know, and that's what I preach to people. That's what I try to, you know, and I have, just so everybody knows, I have no class or course to sell you. I have no, nothing that I gain by giving this information. I'm not going to sell you something at the end, right? Like, this is just knowledge. Because you see that, bro. People pump it up. They're like, oh, I got this crypto course. Like, oh, okay, I don't know if you're just bullshitting now. I mean, you're getting you it know? right now for free, baby. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> this is the course. So it's just, you know, I'm just, I just like, I like talking about it, bro. You know, I like, I like just giving all, I just, I like, I like to give it as much as I like to get it. You know, it's just a flow state, bro. I just love to start giving it. So that's what I'm doing, you know, and that's where, I, that's where I would suggest, bro. And when we end, I can give some suggestions of, like, where people should start and, like, what they can read, who they can follow, because there's people way smarter than me. Well, that, let's, let's do this, bro. Since we're in the flow state, let's take some phone calls, bro. Okay. If you guys want to, you have any questions, health, crypto, business, sex positions, <laughs> hit the homie up right now.
slip, bro. It was a slip. It was a slip. Sorry, guys. I pressed the wrong button by accident. <laughs> I did. Dude, I'm telling you, it's a secondhand smoke from these motherfucking big chiefers over here. Open that. Crack that door open. Yeah, dog, please. Crack that door. But let me put the phone number so you guys can call back in right now. Um, I mean... Yeah, let's go. No fucking idiot, bro. Yeah, yeah, for sure, though. Sorry about that, everybody. Press the wrong fucking button. I pressed the wrong button by accident. I know everybody's coming back in right now. What the fuck happened? Yeah, no, that was that was my bad. I apologize to the Goonies. I apologize to the community. Um, I just pressed the wrong button by accident. It was a, it was a slip of the finger, baby. Um, <laughs> Second hand smoke. Now, these fools got a fucking powwow on this bitch right now, dog. On the real Not shit, good. they can't good. stop smoking, dog. I ain't gonna mention no names, but god damn it, I seen fucking someone over there like. Hey, fuck, fool, is that crack? Who brought a bomb? God damn it, dog. Hey, so we're gonna open up the phone lines. I apologize about that, everybody. Everybody, tap in back in right now. This is a part two. Fuck it, we got two fucking uh, videos. They're gonna fucking do what they do, baby. I apologize to you, my it's G. All good. It was a slip of the finger. It doesn't ever happen, dog. It's all good, my boy. Um, but yeah, so everybody, call in. You have any questions about crypto, health, business? Let's go. We got J Kaz. He's flowing right now, even though I potentially might have fucked up the flow, but it's all good. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? On the last podcast, that happened too. It did, pops, yeah. dog, it did, it did. <laughs> but, I, but I think I think on the last podcast with your pops, bro, that it just fucking, I think it was hot. Oh, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th I That's think right. it, yeah, it was just, hey, that was in the 10 by 10 room right there, baby. You know what I mean? That was back in the day <laughs> when shit was kind of, uh, you know, we were just getting it started, dog. Remember this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's, uh, here we go. First phone call right here, baby. Yo, what up, you on Hoodstocks? Yeah, man. Uh, I have a question for the for the for the server right there next to you. Yes, sir. Jake has. Yeah, Jake has. yeah. Um, I was wondering, um, how much have you lost uh, in your investments, um, starting from like when you started investing to now? Um, I haven't lost, and um, like some things right now are in the red. But remember, you don't lose unless you sell. So you got to wait, you know, you can't, um, you can't have, you know, they call them having diamond hands. You can't have pansy hands, bro. So like say Tesla stock or something drops or say some Bitcoin price drops. If you don't sell, you don't lose. Where people, what happens is people get scared because they don't really have the conviction that they're supposed to have in the first place. And they sell me, my portfolio, bro, will go up and down by thousands every day. And I don't even trip on it. So I haven't lost anything. But as a whole, my portfolio is still up, you know, um, from when I started investing, which was a few years back. So I haven't lost anything. Some things are on the red today, like my Dogecoin's down, uh, my Ethereum's a little bit down, because it's what we call a bear market. There's bull markets and bear markets. Right now we're in a bear market. Things aren't really happening. Things are dropping. But I haven't lost anything because I haven't sold anything. But even as a whole, even if I were to sell today, I would still be up probably about like 50%, you know, which isn't bad at all. That's all right. Yeah, that was my main question. But I have one more lucky. Let me ask you one more, and I'll let you go. <clears throat> go ahead, brother. All right, so... All right, so um, I have a question uh, for both of you guys, actually. Um, this is a question for both of you guys. Uh, first, lucky, though. All right, all right. Um, let's say this, this does kick off in the future, you know? Will, will you be willing to put an RFID chip in your hand that's all crypto? 
Damn, that's deep. Yeah, bro. For one thing, I ain't never thought about that shit, bro. I've heard uh, controversy. Uh, what if it is a global law? One world currency. Oh, damn. This is faded, too. I'm, you know what? I'm going to let Jake has answer that. I'm going to let Jake has answer that. stocks. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you said, though, I've never thought about it too much. Um, but I'm a pretty, like, um, if shit makes sense to me, I'll do it. It saves you time? Right. If it makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of... But if you're worried about tracking, bro, this shit's already gone. I mean, you're tracked all the time for everything. It's called an iPhone. <laughs> it's called, yeah, surveillance everywhere, bro, especially here in America, you know? Um, even like London, things like that. So if it's about that, then we're kind of already there. But I would have to just know the technology behind it, the purpose of it. If I felt like... Because remember, we already kind of have technology attached to us because we ain't shit without our phone. We, ain't, we don't get directions. We don't look up things. Everything is... The phone's the extension of us anyway. So what's Apple Pay, Google Pay. Yeah, so it's already just not in you, but it's attached to you. We're already part cyborg, basically, bro, to be honest. So I would just have to know the technology, what, what the reason is. If it made sense, I might. You know, I might, but um, I'd be real skeptical, too, you know, and just make sure that I know what I'm doing, bro, you know. I'll do it. You would do it? All right, that's oh, a fair man. answer. How about you, Lucky? What do you think? Would you do it? I would do it. I mean, I don't even know, bro. Casey? How about Casey? How about Casey? Casey Let's said, yeah. Casey. I, would, I would do it, bro. That's just so it, convenient. Okay, Beep, Casey I'm gone. Yes. Beep, I'm gone. <laughs> and, like, and like the homie said, if you're worried about being tracked or if you're paranoid, the government's watching and listening, they already are, bro, so it's already too late for that shit. Yeah. I mean, I swear to God, I was having a conversation <laughs> with my coworker at work the other day about a super random thing, like just asking a question for information. And meanwhile, when I'm talking to him, it pops up in his fucking Instagram feed, dog. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean that answers your question right there. Well, We're well, being listened to. We're being to watched. 2022. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's. I think it's been for a minute already. But yeah, it's it's being it's becoming more and more, uh, just like aware of exactly it. It is that dog. You know, what be I mean? a consumer. That's all they want you to be. Is a fucking consumer. And with that being said. I'm out. All right, brother. Thank you for the phone call, Doug. Yeah. Uh, anyone else want to call in? Feel free. Health, crypto, business, baby. Talk shit. I don't give a fuck. It is what it is, baby. Um, wow, dog. You just unloaded a fucking load of information. On <laughs> yeah. This, bro. yeah, chew on that shit because there's a lot more to go down, but start with that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, fuck, dog. Um. I noticed that the I thought the I thought the Sheba was done with and it just fucking raised up, huh? Yeah, and they're they're working on a lot of things and that's another rabbit. Because they right? went they got they got uh, Coinbase brought them in, right? Yeah, Coinbase recently brought them in, but they're working on a lot of things like behind the scenes, like um, for the metaverse and things like that, which is a whole different rabbit hole. So, like I said, you got to look at these companies. Besides Bitcoin, nothing else is like um, controlled by just the people. All these other Softwares is how you because cryptocurrency is misleading, right? Look at them as software companies. Somebody runs them, somebody birthed them, somebody raised funds for them, not like Bitcoin, right? And they're a company. So if you're going to invest in any of those, understand your company. Understand what part you think they're going to play in the future. And if it's worth your time because that's how you got your money, then you put it there, right? But don't, there's a whole new bracket of investors nowadays it's called meme, meme coins, right? AMC, Dogecoin, Shiba Inu. There is a place for it because literally, if everybody decides we're going to pump AMC, we as the people nowadays, we learn. We can pump AMC. We can just blast it on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Reddit. And So there is that, but you have to understand what you're getting into and which coins 
fall into that category. Absolutely. And as much as the market holds. You're on, you're on hook, stocks, tacos, baby. Hi, yeah, I was calling um, to touch base on the health, on the health subject. Yeah, go ahead. Yep. Uh, yeah, I just have a question. Have you guys ever heard of magnetic therapy? I've heard of it, but I'm not familiar with it. Like, not enough to speak on it or anything like that. Tell me about it, though. Do you you know about it? Yeah. So, um, my my boyfriend's um, grandpa has cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, has kidney cancer, and we Sorry were to referred to um to a lady who does magnetic therapy. And when we went there, I mean, we didn't know nothing about it. We're like, I mean, we have nothing to lose. We could just try it. Uh, and when we went there, there were so many people that were cured from stage four cancer from hospice. There were people that, um, there was even nurses that would go during their break and stuff just to stay on the chair and they get like, um, you sit like in a chair and it's just a mask and basically they do like a whole treatment um, on your hands, on your head, on your feet. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy. Like, huh? I mean, I, I've, I haven't had like a situation personally myself. But there were so many people that were just saying that they've been cured with her treatment. And it's just a magnet. Wow. I mean, not just it's a magnet, but it's like a magnet type of thing. Do you know, do you know like, what the concept is? Like, for them, is it like magnetic energy pulling the cancer? Or how, how does that work? Have they explained it to you? And I think it's something like that. And she even believes, like, she um, she gives you, like, a diet plan based on what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, drink, like, Corella. You drink all kinds of stuff that she gives you. Um, and then she, the vitamins that you take, I believe, is, like, the longevity um, vitamin. I don't know if you heard of that. No. Oh, Corella, yeah, I've heard of it. It's called what? It's by Dr. Sebi. I think he, he um. Oh, yeah, Dr. Sebi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like a crazy thing that you would never think like that that could cure you. But there were so many people that were there. Like we were talking to them. They're like, yeah, like I had a stage four cancer. They're like, and I just come just once a month, twice a month just to keep up. They're like, but I had the theory had got sent home on hospice and they had nothing to lose. So they just went with that late. They got pulled. I mean, they were already going to like basically go and they said that she cured them. Wow, and they, damn, that's crazy. I believe it, though. You know, one thing I believe is don't be gullible, but always be open. You know, because we just know, especially cancer, like, we don't, the only thing we really know about cancer is that the reason why it grows is because your body doesn't detect it as a foreign invader. So, like, everything else, your immune system would fight. Like, your body doesn't do that with cancer because it doesn't even know that it's there. So, we don't know a lot. So, at this point, I would be open to, like, you know trying something that made sense to you, you know? Um, let us know how it goes, though. That's I crazy. Mean, where do you get that treatment at? Where are they? Where are they uh... Uh, actually, I could send you. They're right here located in, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the, um, I think it's called Yucca Valley, I think it's called. Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah, I could send it to you through Instagram. Um, their, their whole, um, it's like a pamphlet, and it has like all their information. And I'm, I'm, I'm not sure they're here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they're doing their whole treatment um, in Tijuana. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, a lot of things yes. happen on that side of the border, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Actually, people go over there and get healed different ways, man. Yeah, absolutely. People get BBLs for the love. <laughs> <laughs> they heal their flat butt. <laughs> All right, I appreciate you calling. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you guys have a good one. You, you too. too. I had the homie from Chicago calling in right now, a Gang of Times. Um, there he goes right there. Let's see. What up? You're on Hoodstocks. 
Uh, hello, I was calling about um, to see if I could get a hat made by Casey. <laughs> yeah, With spandex material. I heard that. I heard that fucking phone call yesterday. I don't make no spandex <laughs> bullshit. I mean, that's just for bitches. <laughs> that's just for bitches. <laughs> hey, Casey's, Casey's talking more gangster as time goes on, bro. You guys are rubbing off on him. <laughs> no, I had a, a question about... Uh, you, you were talking about starting a business and... When you said you had a, are you talking about an S corporation? Yeah, there's different ones. There's S corp, C corps, LLC. Just depending on like what kind of business you have, like your um, your accountant should, or who, your tax advisor should really be able to help you with that. Just depending on your business. I have an S corp. You know, most of the time that, okay. that works for what I'm trying to do. But you just got to know yeah. what you need. You know. Yeah. So would you say that there's a you need you need to make a certain amount depending on like if you want to do an S corp or a C corp. Or that's just you need to talk to the accountant about that. Oh no, you don't got to make a certain amount. Mm-mm. No, you can just you can just do it. It's just about like, if say you work for a company and they're only will you to only willing to pay you know through a W two, um, then you can't do yeah. it. But if they're willing to write the check to your corporation, which a lot of companies are construction companies, some termite companies, it's more of the mom and pop um, operations that are able to do that. And then that's how you do it. And then you just kind of you open a bank account with that, like you would your personal name. So instead of having your name and your social security number, that's wiped away, and now you have an EIN number, employee identification number, and that's what you oh, do. Okay. That's what you'll get loans through. That's what you'll pay taxes through, and you open up a business account and have them send the money there. Use that account to pay off your expenses for your operations at the end of the year, whatever the leftover is, as opposed to a W-2, they just tax you right off the front. They don't ask you what you put on gas or anything that would have to do to you getting to work so that's the difference. But no, there's no certain amount. But you do have to um, pay, even if you, say you make 50000 that year and your expenses yeah. are 50000 So technically, you don't make anything because you write off a part of your rent because you have a home office and you buy uniforms, things like that. What you still always have to pay is $800 a year to keep the corporation open. Um, so if you're not making more than that, then it wouldn't make sense. But as long as you're clearing okay. that, then which you should in a year, you know, then you'll be good. Yeah, uh, and then uh, one last question. So you think, um, you know, you always hear people talking about an LLC and, um, you know, just putting that on their, their company. Would you say uh, it would be better for the corporation or the LLC? Because I know a lot of people that have businesses and they just have an LLC. So um, um, it's, it, there's, you know, I wouldn't be able to tell you what's best for you, your accountant should, but there's different things. Like I know a lot of music stuff, people use LLCs for certain reasons. Um, then oh, there comes yeah. like other complicated parts, like what are you going to do with payroll? So that might dictate whether you get an S corp or a C corp, but that would have to just be based on your business and you know, whatever you and your financial advisor are like working now, or just your tax person should be able to do that. Or if you don't know anybody go on legalzoom.com and get one there and then just kind of YouTube how you deal with your taxes. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for that information. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right. Bro. All right. All right bro. Support the, uh, the podcast, bro. Thank you. Bro. Okay. I'm going uh, to make you a hat okay. out of lace, motherfucker. All right. Hey, you better uh, two day mail. I want to express. <laughs> I got you. All right. See. That said express. That's where you, that's where you shop. Pony <laughs> Express. <laughs> homie. Um, can we do some current events? Yeah, you guys want to do it? Yeah, let's do some current events. Let's let's kind of like you know get into the mind of Jake has a little further on some uh, other subjects. And I shit. wanted to know what. Yeah, I'll ask you this after actually. Let me go to my account here. Yes, sir. 
We got current events coming up. But fucking Casey. <clears throat> okay, so this is a good one. So the United States has started issuing gender-neutral passports. Citizens in the U.S. can now obtain a passport with the gender designation of X starting this coming Monday. That's what interesting. Gonna, what do you guys think <laughs> of that? That's... X. I do know some women got pregnant in prison recently because of that, the transgender. That was that was one that I have that one as well. That's wild, bro. I don't know, bro. I'm just like I don't want to offend anyone. I'm just old school, bro. I just think gender is by your body part, like. But hey, I don't want to step in any toes or anything. If you identify, you know, got too much to say about that, bro. Too much negative shit to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh man, that's yeah, hey, bro. It's just you know, like you know, it, white is white, black is black. A penis is a man, a vagina is a female, like, you know, just call it what, I mean, I just don't know how you change that, but we're in an evolving world, bro. <laughs> let's get this phone call before we f uh, further with the... Uh, yeah. I don't want to get people mad at me. Yeah, let's fucking... Casey. I was, try I was trying to get him. Yeah, dog, get yourself, fool. <laughs> hey, what's up, Lucky? What up, dog? What's up, man? Hey, uh, hey, J-Cast, it's true what you've been saying, dude, you know, all about investing and stuff. Uh -huh. I don't know much, dude, but I know I invested in Deutschcoin like seven hundred bucks uh -huh. back like a year ago, dude. I made twenty five grand, and um, yeah. the shit is, dude. I didn't pull it out. I pulled some of my profit out, uh -huh. and um, I've actually I still have it in Robinhood, but I've been investing a lot, like in electric vehicles. Like I invested maybe three grand, mm -hmm. but it's it's in a negative now, so. I'm willing on investing and accepting how much I've lost, you know, mm -hmm. but I see the future on electric vehicles. Yeah. It, and as long as you see the future, bro, what I do on the dips, I buy more because that means I could get more for the same amount that I paid before. But because I only invest in things I have a conviction about, like I believe in Tesla. So when Tesla drops, bro, because Tesla can drop from like a little piece of news that comes out. So, uh, Tesla blows up or something and then boom, it's tanks. I know the fundamentals of the business haven't changed. This is all what they call FUD, right? Fear, uncertainty, and doubt for the company. It's called FUD. So they release FUD. Oh, this self-driving car exploded or crashed. Okay, that's not a real fundamental of the business, right? So when it drops, I'm buying more because now I'm getting more for my money, right? And that's how I would look at it. Just don't sell, especially with Dogecoin, not financial advice. I had to keep saying that, bro, because people can sue. Not financial advice, but Dogecoin, bro, there's a lot of things that could happen still because of Elon Musk. Thank you, bro. One of the, you know, the biggest exactly. holders of it, you know, so you just don't know. But if you believe in the future, bro, EV is a good way to go because there's room for more than just Tesla. You got a bunch of them. So, man, hold strong. Buy more if you can, dog. Oh, hell yeah, dude. That's mm -hmm. what I'm trying to do. Yeah, good shit, Hey, bro. and, uh, and uh, Lucky, hey, dude, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm local 340, dude, out of Sacramento and stuff. That's uh, right, baby. Yes, sir. Hey, you bro. Strong, you know, baby. Uh, did, exactly, dude. Hey, dude, uh, did you end up passing your test? Or are you going to study on that shit? Uh, yeah, so uh, did, you heard about the first test that I took, correct? Exactly. Yep. I, missed, I missed it by three questions. Went in there with a fucking hangover and it was just a rough weekend, dog. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, so uh, when you fail a test um, on my side uh, with my test, um, they make you wait 60 days until you can reschedule another date. Yep. So uh, the end of the month comes the 60 days this month, and I will be rescheduling my test. And I will be 1,000% prepared physically, mentally, all the above, bro. And I will pass that test, brother. You know what I mean? I'll That's pass right. that test. That's dog. right. Yes, sir, dog. All right, bro. Yep. Dope. Keep your head up. Thank you, brother. Yeah, yeah you as well. What do you, th what do you, what do you think about unions, bro? Um, I honest, mean, on, honest honestly, I, I don't, 
know like the ins and outs of unions, but I've seen positive things from it, dog, especially for our people able to, you know, get a part of the union and have something secure. You know, but um, I, I think don't, that's the main the, the key word security. Yeah, bro. it's the security, bro. I don't see anything wrong with that at all, bro. It's a good way to go because we're not all meant to be business owners, dog. And as much as, you know, we talk about that, it's still the minority of people. You know, a lot of us are not meant to be a business owner, you know, so the something like a union is great, dog. How do you know when you're meant to be a business owner? I think it comes down to an individual to feel like to me personally feel satisfied, I would say is a word, you know, like to know to feel like you're flowing in what you're supposed to be doing. I feel like I've had jobs or, or places where I knew, okay, this has to be temporary, dog. Like, this has to be temporary. I, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life, eight hours a day. You know, whether it was the time I had to clock in or to what I was doing or the weekends I had to work, it's like, I just, I knew. And the reason why I know is because I've tried and failed many times and I still want it, right? The failures that I've had, bro, in businesses, because we didn't talk about that, right? We didn't talk about the companies that I started that didn't make it because I didn't have the discipline and I'm getting drunk all the time and, you know, out there freaking doing video shoots and like getting drunk and not, you know, really trying to grow the business. Um, but the fact that I failed many times and I still want it and I'm still willing to gamble secure positions, that's how I know that that's what I'm meant to be because I won't be satisfied till I get there, bro. So I have the businesses and I'm controlling the finances that I want to control. You know? Well, not all fails are losses. Yeah, they're not at all. They're only losses. You don't learn from them. Exactly. The biggest teacher, bro. Thank you, bro. Losses are the biggest teacher. Don't be afraid to lose. Because if you want to win, you got to lose at times. You You got to lose because you learn. Mm -hmm. You learn from them losses. You raise up and you and you move forward. Uh, next current event, Casey, please. Well, since you guys don't want to talk about the the, the X, we could talk about that. Uh, t- let me say something about the X real quick. The X, bro, is is just a, a it's a new technology almost. <laughs> you know, it's a new technology, bro. He's onto something. That not. <laughs> Fucking dick. No, true. No, no, true, though. It really is. It's a new technology, bro, that not everybody is embracing. And the ones that are embracing it, salute to you. Stay in your lane. Do what makes you happy. And, hey, as long as you're happy with it, I'm happy with it. As long as it doesn't affect my household or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Hey, I mean, and that might sound kind of fucked up because everything affects everything. Let's be real about it. You know, but I just had kind of have a problem it when it's incorporated in kids uh, teachings in TV shows, cartoons. You know, that's when I have a problem with it, because I feel like there should when if you're born a man or born a woman. I mean, options, too many options of sex changes shouldn't be fucking slammed in your fucking face because you're like you because you, you're young and you and you're very like vulnerable my question is like where does it stop because our he could be a she now they could be a we now it's right there is like that what you have to use is like dude can it be a dinosaur like where does it stop is there where does it stop if you it, could just it, you change know, you, you know, know that's how you feel and that's that's a great point, bro. That's a great point. When is it gonna stop? I guess future is gonna time will tell, right? You know, yeah. and we'll see where it stops. And who knows? We're gonna be having some avatars running around, dog. <laughs> you know, you're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us, baby. Hey, what's up, Lucky? How's it going? It's going. It's going amazing. I'm right here with my boy Jay Kaz. 
He's in the flow. He's spitting the shit, dog. I mean, I ain't seen him for a minute, so I'm I'm loving this moment, dog. Yeah. That's good, man. I just wanted to give my respect to you. I've been watching your po- podcast for a minute. You thank, know, thank just you, trying to give you respect. I'm all here from Orange County, you know. Okay, okay. Shout out to Orange County, baby. Dope. Yeah, I just kind of, kind of wanted to just, uh, if, if it's all right with you, give a little shout out. Like uh, my nephew just passed away today. Sorry to hear that, brother. You know, he he was 21 years old, you know, and uh, passed away today. What do you, and I uh, just if you, go do, ahead. Do you mind if I ask you how he passed? Uh, they don't know. It looks like a homicide. Okay. I just got the news today, broken down to me today. So, um, you know, I'm just kind of dealing with it right now. But, you know, just still watching your show, trying to get, you know, positive Trying to deal the best way I can. You know, he was only 21 years old, but was he part his of? His name was Alf- uh, His name was Alfredo Pina. Rest in peace, to Alfredo uh, Pina, Dougie. Yeah, rest um, in peace, bro. Yeah, was he was he gang related? Was he on the streets, bro? No, no, he was gang related. He was from uh, you know Southside, uh, Ana- uh, Ana- you know Anaheim, you know. But rest in peace, but bro. Just you know, I just thought I I call in and give you my respect and. Uh, just trying to deal with it. Like, you always keep me positive. You always keep me motivated. You know, I'm trying to do the best that I can right now. You know? You know what, bro? For the family. Let me tell you this right now, bro. When it comes to death, it's an unfortunate thing to say, and the hurt will always be there. But time heals a lot of stuff, bro. And what you need right now, bro, is you need to keep your head up. You need to maintain. You need to hold your family down. Support them in any way you can. You need to be the strong man and your family, bro. You know what I mean? Hold your composure. I know, I know it's, you know what I mean? This, damn, this is brand new. This is fresh, bro. I can't believe you're on this fucking phone right now, to be honest, bro. Yeah, it's out of nowhere, man. Yeah. You know, it's out of nowhere. I'm just trying to keep it positive. Like, you always you always talk about positivity, and so just trying to keep it positive. I have my, my niece right here, which is, which is the sister of uh, the one that passed away. So how my old niece. Is, how old is your niece, bro? How old are you, April? 26. 26. Tell tell April yeah. that, that, that we love her here at Hoodstock. Yeah, they love the you Goonies, and everything. The Goonies, the community. We, we, we love you guys. And if there's any way, I mean, we can help out. I mean, if you if, if you need to help raise money for burial, anything, bro. I no, mean, we're going to do that. We're going to post it up, uh, GoFundMe and stuff. You know, we're going to do that. But send me the GoFundMe. I fund- do appreciate it, Lucky. Send me the GoFundMe link so I can I can uh, spread it on my social yeah, media platforms, sure, bro. bro. Mm-hmm. And I mean, bro, you just just stay strong, brother. Stay grounded. And um, thank you. And I can send it to you on this number. Yes, sir. Send it to me on this number, dog. And just man, we we, we praying for you, bro. We praying for you. Thank and your you, family, Lucky. Bro. I appreciate it, man. We praying. And this I is, really do. And this is a testament, though, dog, to cats that are out there right now. If you're a young dude. And you and you and you fucking around with the gang culture and shit. The yeah. streets are undefeated. May I repeat? Yeah. The streets are undefeated. You know. I just, I just feel bad, man, because I, I'm 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 about to be forty years old, and he looked up to me. And he tried to be like me, and I don't know, man. Like he 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 chose the, the wrong life, like I did, but he went a different way. You know. Hey, Maji, what's your name again, bro? Alfredo? My name's, uh, no, my my, my name's uh, Manny. Okay, uh, well, Alfred, Erasmo, Alfred. Erasmo, you are. I apologize, brother. I think Alfredo was the last caller. Oh. 
Okay, my G. Hey. No, Alfredo. Alfredo is my my uh, my my nephew that passed away. Okay, there you go. I did get. I had a name right. All right. I'm sorry, bro. Um, no, but my name is Erasmo from Orange County. But all right, my G. Well, just stay strong, brother. And you know, I appreciate you calling in and sharing this with us. You're in a you're in a vulnerable state right now. This is a vulnerable state for you, bro. You know, and you just need to just stay positive. Keep positive around you, bro. Hold the family down, baby. They need you right now. Man, thank you, man. And that's why I called you because I knew you'd give me that positivity, give me the strength to do what I need to do, you know? And I thank you, Lucky. Thank you. you. I appreciate it. You got the strength within yourself, bro. You know what I mean? So you got this, bro, and we got your back too, brother. Anything you yeah, need, I'll, you holler, dog. All right, brother? All right, I'll be hitting you up, but you have a good one, man. I appreciate it. All right, G. Damn. All right. Yeah, that's, that's, tough, that's tough, dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's tough, dog. Hey, but that's just crazy that this is the place he came to and grieving, you know? He just wanted to get that fresh little encouragement. You know, that's wild, bro. That's dope. That's really dope. Yeah. That shit. That shit. You know what I mean? Um, ah, bro. It just, I don't like, I don't like hearing shit like that, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just fucking, it pains me, bro. And can you imagine the pain that, you know, the, the immediate family's feeling, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we just got to, I mean, the streets are undefeated. People are going to do what they're going to do. Gangs are going to exist. Um, and this shit is going to continue happening. And there's all we can do is just try to get the ones that are around us and try to save them. And sometimes you can't even do that, bro. You know what I mean? With the, I mean, nobody was nobody was going to be able to save myself except myself, yeah. you know? True shit, and, and it's crazy that some dudes make it the distance when we talked about just having cancer, you know what I mean? It, 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 the same thing applies to the gang life, you know what I mean? You know, some dudes can smoke fucking till they're fucking 90 years old and fucking are, are your, 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 what was it, your grandma, mm -hmm. your aunt? You know, she can eat, she can live her best life on, you know what I mean? Through, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> eating whatever she wants to eat, you know, yeah. and, and, and live, go the distance. But for some reason, I don't know if it's just like implemented in the creation of the particular human being that the that the map uh, is already laid out. The future is laid out for that individual. You know what I mean? I mean, we don't know, bro. We I don't know. Mm -hmm. And if you know, shit, enlighten me. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. you just like you know, like you said, bro. You can be you can fucking be healthy and you can look like a million bucks, but. You can walk out the street and happen across the street and get hit by a fucking bus. Yeah. I mean, it was was that already written for your in your life history, your your existence on earth. I mean, it's it's really brain boggling and I can't figure it out and I'm sure no one else can, you know what I mean? Yeah, and bro, nobody what, really knows, you know. Situations like that. I got to it says scam likely. I'm going to answer it one time. You're on Hoodstocks. This is Don. Don? I am a blind guy, okay? Okay. I'm in my 60s. Say that again. <laughs> I'm in my 60s. I'm 5 feet 2, husky build, about 160. Oh. I am a top. Want to meet up with an uninhibited bareback bottom? <laughs> this is a computer, bro. Oh my god! You're on Hoodstocks. Talk to us. Yeah, what's up, homie? What up, G? Yeah, no, man. I just want to say what's up to you guys. We're good. Yeah, what up, man? What's I just up, want man? to say, you know, I really, yeah, what up, man? I really love you guys' show. 
Thank you, brother. Yeah, and I just want to say, uh, what's uh, rest in peace for homeboy Alfredo. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Yeah, lucky. This, this yeah, well, all right, lucky. Well, I'm glad, man. I'm talking to you guys, you and Casey and everybody. I fucking love you guys podcasting shit. Yeah, thank you, brother. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah, bro. Yeah, for sure, man. Appreciate you calling in, bro. Yeah, you have. Yeah, a... for sure. I always, I always let the homies know about your guys' podcast. Where you out of, my G? I'm right here off of East LA. Okay, okay. What part of East LA, dog? Uh, right here off of Olympic and Atlantic. Okay. Right off of Whittier. Okay. Yeah, you're 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 a, you're a few blocks from us, actually, bro. Oh yeah, where you guys at? Around where? Somewhere around there. <laughs> That's where we at. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, homie. Simone, Simone. All right, my G. Be easy, dog. Thank you for calling in. All right, bro. dog. Take care. All right, homie. Yeah, yeah you guys too. Okay. All cool. right, later. Hey, let's do. Let's finish off some current events. That phone call kind of fucked me up a little, dog. But I, I felt the pain in that man's voice. And damn, to actually today. Oh my God, dog. You know what I mean, Casey, hit us up with some current events, please, sir. Oh my God. So well, I mean, we could we could finish we could finish the topic on that. But we were saying that. Uh, one of them was uh, two inmates at a woman's prison got pregnanted by the same transgender inmate. Hey, bro, what the fuck did they think was going to happen? So, so this is, a, this is like a, a correctional facility in uh, New Jersey, and uh -huh. it's the only one that allows uh, any gen whatever, whatever gender yeah. without the uh, operation. So they have about 87 transgenders without wow. any operation. So that... Cause that shit had to be a topic, man. In the meeting before they rolled it out, like, what if somebody gets pregnant? I mean, what did they? What was their answer to that shit? Like, what? What do you do? Yeah, I guess. About to have eighty-seven babies, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Do you guys know what happens if someone has a baby in prison? What is I have it? no idea, bro. I have no idea either. I guess you guys. I guess lucky you only know about men's prison. <laughs> <laughs> would you go back if you were to go to prison? Uh, God forbid. Would you go back as a trans transgender? Come on, that's a stupid question. Hey, of did, course did, I would. Did they also, <laughs> the hey, did, fuck? Did they also identify have, as a fucking female? A did, fat female at that. Do they also have women that identify as men in, in like male prisons, or is it just that one prison only for the opposite? I think they said that's the only one in New Jersey. Can but you, if that were to happen, wild, how bro. how do you feel about that? If that was to happen, that, that she would be he, she would be committing suicide. That's wild, bro. Yeah, she would be a fucking huge target, bro. You know what I mean? That thing would be blown the fuck out, dog. You'd be where to wear that pussy as a hat, dog. That <laughs> motherfucker would be getting it. Who that do you think wild, would control bro. it then? Which uh... it depends on what race, what round fly she rolling with, dog. If she, you know what I mean, she rolling with the South Side, you know what I mean? And damn, dog. You know what I mean? You know, then you're gonna have the big dogs bogarting that shit, dog. If she rolling with the Crips, the Bloods, I mean, they 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 run a little crazy and shit. You know what I mean? I mean, this is gonna be a probably a free fall for that right there. You know what I mean? And then you got the white dude. I mean, you let's talk about the paisas, dog. The paisas, dog. Yeah, you know I mean, they're busy fucking each other, dog. So they gonna get hurt too. You know what I mean? Bro, just the fact Did that I we're able to that? fucking <laughs> just the fact we're able to have the conversation is wild, bro. That's insane. It's a real thing right now, bro. That's wild, dog. And then the and then the white boy, she's gonna have lightning bolts all over the bottom of her back, dog. You know what I mean? That shit gonna get struck by lightning. Ka -ka 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 -ka. Oh my god, Man, dog. This, this this next one is maybe uh, closer to. Uh, Closer to Lucky. So a 20-year-old man... Bro, stop profiling me, sir. <laughs> so a 20-year-old 20 man survived after being admitted to an intensive care unit with excruciating lung injury brought, brought by aggressive masturbation. Wait, wait, repeat that Damn. one more time. One more time. Okay, so a 20-year-old man was... Uh, 
taken to the hospital because he had excruciating lung pain brought through because he was aggressively masturbating. <laughs> he fucking collapsed his lung? That shit was wild. So what happened is like there's uh, like a non like a, a benign disease where like air leaks from your lung and the air gets trapped in your cavities. Like like in your cavity and it's like it's extremely painful. I guess this dude had it extremely where it, where it was in his head. It was in his body and his head. I think it, I think his yank game was a little too hard, bro. He was yanking that shit. Way he was too working hard, harder, bro. not slower. Do you think this was going off his imagination or was he watching porn? <laughs> <laughs> Casey's life. Yeah, leave that on your fucking Casey's sweet life. I don't know, bro. I mean, have you ever gone close enough to where you couldn't breathe? Nah, bro, never, dog. And I'm a pro, dog. Jackhammer hands, dog. You know what I mean, I'm about to put out a book, dog. Jack, <laughs> Jackhammer hands one on one, dog. You know what I mean, the proper way to fuck yourself. How okay, so so I have so this one's this one's actually kind of uh, Johnson and Johnson, the uh, the uh, corporation, right? In 1970, injected prisoners with asbestos for ten dollars each prisoner. Huh. So in uh, why would they do that though? Is it, is it so, just an experiment or what? Yeah, it was. A, yeah, so it was an experiment that uh, the company worked with the prison to do some research on how asbestos affects the human body. To which they allowed. A handful of inmates paid ten dollars to get injected. Um, Damn, they found the brokest inmates in that yard too. Dog. Oh, the inmates! The inmates got ten bucks. They got ten dollars, and they didn't like uh, provide them information of possible side effects. They just were saying it's a it's like a clinical trial of some this that and the other, and you'll receive ten dollars if you participate. Bro, oh. but if you trust the system for ten bucks, then you kind of get what you get, bro. Like you trust in the system. So yeah, one hundred. I mean, all them else. dudes had dope debts, dog. I mean, 70s, and, yeah, seventies. So what's ten dollars in the seventies, dog? Well, how was the system right in the seventies? Uh, something like that, huh? I mean, how was the system in the seventies? I don't sure know. About you it. look like you're dressing in the seventies right now. You tell <laughs> us, who? I mean, shit, I'm not sure. What the fuck you're wearing, dog? Butterfly collar ass motherfucker, dog. I mean, he got some yeah, fucking, got some fucking. Uh, uh, he got them platforms with the fucking fishes in them and shit, dog. What are you wearing, bro? I'm wearing I mean, a, when you when you wear something like that, dog, does that mean you have like a I don't know. Leave it alone. Go ahead, dog. Next one. They have an X behind my passport? Is that what you're saying? No, I was going to say something else. Go ahead, dog. <laughs> so this next one I have is, uh, so how do you feel about the NYC uh, subway shooter incident that happened earlier this week? I mean, how should we feel about that? I mean, this was a man that uh, detonated uh, smoke, smoke bombs and decided to unload some rounds on some uh, individuals in a subway at rush hour. It's, that's weak, bro. Yeah, it's fucking weak. That's a piece of shit motherfucker, dog. You know what I mean, he deserves to fucking, he deserves to get fucking thrown out in the Ruined, fucking street bro. and fucking beat to death by the fucking citizens of fucking NYC, dog. That's how I feel about that shit, dog. That motherfucker, we, we need to let, we, bro, like, sometimes when you give these, these heinous crimes and shit, dog, and you give these dudes a fucking little fucking cell and a fucking TV and shit, that ain't good enough, dog. Oh, we're going to just lock you for the rest of your life or we're going to put you on death row and we don't know when you're going to die or you're going to uh, be on death row. It'll be, uh, I mean, when, when your uh, execution comes, you know what I mean, 20 years from now, I mean, you're giving that dude fucking life still, dog. Throw him out to the fucking streets. Oh, you killed this dude's fucking family member? All right, leave him up to the fucking family and shit, dog. Let him handle this shit. I mean, we need to change these laws around here maybe my fucking uh what i'm saying may potentially not be right for some of the people listeners right now but i probably feel pretty uh passionate oh, yeah, about that she's weak homie what about what about the nyc how how uh the nypd 
um, the, the officer that was on the scene, his uh, radio didn't work and was asking people to call 911. Oh, shit. Or when they conducted the manhunt, a dude at a bodega actually really pointed out the man and, and NYPD actually never actually found him. And he was only a couple miles away. Well, you know what I mean? That's just a testament to everybody's watching, bro. It's, you Sometimes, uh, you know, it's not the, the police that are going to fucking uh, find the person. It's all the surveillance cameras. It's all the technology that we have nowadays, dog. You know what I mean? You know, uh, shit, dog. I mean, shout out to that bodega, dog. Yeah. Straight up, you know. Um, what do you think about the, the, the you know, the rush thing? We're talking about money and everything like mm. that and fucking... Uh, the, the U.S. is uh, giving uh, Ukraine like fucking what, like trillions? Of, it was like billions, eighty billions, something. Yeah. yeah, billions of dollars and shit. I mean, we're talking about inflation and, and uh, for the the value of our fucking dollar and shit. I'm sure yeah, that doesn't shit. Well, work. their money just plummeted, bro. I guess people don't understand. In one, you're talking about the the, the Russian, Russian side. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and um, it just goes to show, bro, that one event could just change everything. And if your money's not protected, secure, you know. If entity controls it, you just never know what can happen, you know? You know, I was talking to a cowboy that, and he's actually a cowboy from Texas. Uh, he was, uh, he came down from Texas to help out us in the subways to do some testing, flew out for the company and shit, mm -hmm. um, specializes in this test that we ran, and, and, you know, we just helped him out with it. Um, but he seemed like a pretty, he, he was a trippy dude because I asked him, I, he goes, he goes, shit, all I know around here is where, uh, Jersey Mike's is at in my hotel room. And I said, oh, shit. I said, don't forget about Starbucks, dog. And he goes, hell no, I don't fucking drink at Starbucks. So right then and there, it caught my attention and shit. Uh -huh. So you either don't drink coffee or it's a political reason. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So when I had the chance to talk to the dude, I said, hey, hey, you know, he seemed like a cool dude, approachable dude. Uh, while working with them, we, we had, uh, you know, small conversations. So it gave me the chance to approach him with this. And, and I asked him, I said, you either don't drink coffee or you don't go to Starbucks for a political reason. Mm -hmm. And he goes, you're exactly right. I don't go to, I don't support businesses that don't, share my same beliefs mm. you know so he doesn't go to starbucks because you know starbucks is uh more on the left side of politics mm -hmm. i mean if you go to starbucks they have the uh the flag the the rainbow flag right there mm. you know and uh i mean that doesn't affect me bro like i go to starbucks you know what i mean if you want to be gay be gay bro you know what i mean that's on you dog you know yeah but anyways um Oh, so I asked him this question. I almost locked my thought process. And we're going to be ending it right now real soon. I don't want to keep you too much longer, dog. Shit, take your time. Yeah. But anyway, so I asked him. I said, let me ask you a question. If Trump was still in office, would Russia have gone, would Russia invaded Ukraine? And he said, absolutely not. You know? <laughs> That's what he said, bro. This is pure speculation. Yeah, it's pure speculation. But what he's saying is, you know more or less that Trump had relations with old boy Putin and you know mm -hmm. with Russia doing that it's more of a political reason to divide the US I mean it's a long rabbit hole with all that shit yeah they see it as an opportunity Russia saw it as an opportunity they had the liberals the soft liberals in so it's a time for him to exploit it in a sense right is how they may have see it they may see it versus Trump would be stronghold to maybe his relationships with Putin. Yeah. I, I just think any opinion that we can form, dog, is by limited information. Right? Yeah. It's just information that we were given. We don't know. I mean, because you, you can look at it from Russia's side and they're like, I, like, I don't get into politics, bro. And when I see somebody choose a side, to me, you're already lost. Your mind's already not big enough 
to even have a real conversation because you already chose a side. Like, you ain't going to punk me into choosing a side and saying I'm anything, Democrat or Republican. I look at things, I look at events, I look at policies. Do you read a policy or are you just stuck on being a Democrat or a Republican, you know? But anyway, like, with that, right, like, we have NATO. And, uh, you know, I'm not the smartest guy when it comes to politics, but I do know, like, when we have NATO and we have them join us, we'll go set up our military where they're at, you know? And Russia lost Ukraine in the World War. It used to be their territory. And then we started talking with Ukraine about making them part of NATO, and Russia's like, wait a minute, but if they become part of NATO, you're going to come set up shop right next to us? Like, for the better of my people, this is their point of view, right? I'm not advocating for any side. I'm just saying that's the other point of view, um, that they were trying to do what they had to do proactively before we move in and set up our shop in their bordering, you know, territory. Um, but like I said, any information we get, bro, it's limited. So I don't have a really opinion on it. That's just kind of... It's pure yeah. speculation. Yeah. And, and I 100% concur on what you're saying in regards to politics and shit. I mean, there's things that I agree with on the right side and disagree with it. On the left side, in the middle, you know, mm -hmm. I just... I worry about what's underneath my roof. I know politics do affect us. Yeah. It trickles down to us. But at the end of the day, like, I feel like we really don't have control of it. Like, people say, oh, we have control of the vote. But do we really? I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, the, there's so but much. I, I do know the guy that you, you're a cowboy. He has the Ryan mindset. If we all protested with our dollar, mm -hmm. that would change everything. But we don't. You know, we don't in music. To we feel divided. like our culture is not put on, but we still put dollars in different cultures in the rap game, right? And same with a Starbucks. Or we don't, McDonald's, why are you feeding our kids this poison? But we put our dollar there. So really, he has the right idea. If we all were just to protest with our money, that's where you hit him, bro, and that's where it hurts. Yeah. But as long as the money's flowing in, it doesn't really matter what you feel. He was you in know? the best fucking food state in the world and only <laughs> went to fucking <laughs> Jersey Mike. So maybe that tells you a lot. Well, you hit that fucking Google and shit, and you see what's closest to the hotel and shit. You he know what said, I mean? too liberal, too many Mexicans, too gays, too blacks. He said, let me go with my white people right here, Jersey Mike's. <laughs> He must know that, that there must be politics on Jersey Mike's that we're not aware of, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe they're fucking 100% on, on the right side, yeah. you know? But imagine if everybody did that, only spent their money to companies that share the same beliefs, they would be able to move the dial on a lot of things. You know, every industry, basically. Yeah. But, you know, it's harder said than done. Or easier said than done, you know? So they got to divide and conquer us, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know at one point uh, during... Uh, I think I believe the elections of when, when Trump was going into office, I know my union was fucking shitting on Home Depot, you know, construction, mm -hmm. you know, world, because Home Depot, I believe, was sponsoring Trump, you know, and my union, even though there's a lot of Republicans, there's a lot of Trump supporters in my union, it's a Democratic-based union. You know, they help out, you know, different councilmen, representatives, you know, politics. Politics yeah. is politics, baby, especially yeah. when it's a, such a big, you know, it's a union, it's a corporation, it's worldwide, bro, you know. But anyways, um, enough of all that. My, my GJ, Kaz, this has been dope, bro. Yes. This has been as amazing. Dope, I mean, real quick, bro, are you doing any more music, bro? What's going on with you with that? Uh, not right now, dog. You know, I plan to, but, you know, when I do, I do it with the homies, like, dope one for fun or something. I'm down, you know. We're going to start doing that. But um, as far as anything that I'm pursuing, as far as anything, like, really strong not really bro but it's always going to be one of my outlets like Absolutely. you said certain things are outlets for us i need that bro i need the outlet 
you know um if it's not the gym it's that but um for sure i'll make some more in the future man what's your regimen with the gym dog how many days out the week are you in the um gym? i go about seven days a week dog you know i don't always lift weights so i might do some cardio you want to let your muscles rebuild but to me it's my therapy bro it's my headspace so even if i'm just there to walk on the treadmill i'm going you know i'm keeping that discipline like so, i don't so, want to lose it you know so let me ask you the same question i asked warpath mm -hmm. What music do you listen to when you're working out? I mostly ninety percent of the time I listen to podcasts, cryptocurrency podcasts. I, I use that as a time to learn, right? Because it actually excites me. Sometimes though, if I'm super tired, bro, I'll put on some hip hop, you know, get some. But as soon as my blood's going, it's right back to learning. I need to maximize and double my time. So as I'm delegating the time to the gym, I need to be learning at the same time, just like when I'm driving. Because I could listen to music and I love music, but I'd rather spend the time right now learning about the things that I'm trying to pursue. So most of the time, I'm listening to podcasts, bro, valuetainment cryptocurrency people I follow, things like that. I like valuetainment. You know, hoodstocks, if I missed it the day before, you know, just yeah. anything that's just going to, like, wake me up, get my mind thinking, my wheels turning, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Any any plugs, anything you want to promote, anything you want to put out there in the universe, bro? Uh, well, always, for sure, 27 Junkies Clothing, Taco Junkies, right? We're always pushing that. That's the home base. That's the family. That's the team. My personal business that I'm rolling out uh, in Southern California is called Hit Squad Pest Solutions. That's going to be um, up for business in about a month. So, you know, pest control, termite, escrow transactions, I need a termite inspection, hit me up. And uh, before we leave, though, I did want to give people a couple, like, suggestions of what they can do to start the yeah, journey of crypto. That, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's just a few things. I wanted Take to your time, bro. Yeah, Take I wanted to keep it simple. So the first thing I would say is look, look up something called the White Paper by Satoshi Nakamoto, the creator of Bitcoin. The White Paper is the layout of what's about to be introduced to us, which is Bitcoin. So that's number one. Number two, go to a website called, called hope.com. This website is ran by a guy named Michael Saylor. He's the second biggest holder of Bitcoin, right? One of the first institutions that have decided to put his shareholders' money into this cryptocurrency. And then number three, follow, uh, I mean, uh, watch this documentary on YouTube easily. Just search it called Cryptopia. That's going to help you. I think it's like an hour long. It's going to help you really see like the fundamentals of Bitcoin, and then the last thing where is... Can you, where can you find the Cryptopia real quick? On uh, YouTube. YouTube, uh -huh. okay. Yeah, okay. just search is going to come up, bro. It just came out like a month ago. It's a really... I watched it a few times. It's a really good way for people to... It's a good thing for people to watch as their as the first thing that they watch. It's like, okay, it kind of gets a lot of the fog out of it, you know? And then from there, you can dive in if you want. And then the last thing I would say is there's somebody I follow. His name's um, Tom Bailu. It's T-O-M, Tom, right? His last name is B-I-L-Y-E-U. Go to his YouTube channel go to his playlist and start to watch the crypto playlist. By the time you're done with that and listening to dudes that are a thousand times smarter than me in this, in this um, subject, you're going to be well off on your way to decide like whether this is for you or not. You know, so those, um, was that four things, you know, I would say do that and you'll be on your way, but the work's on you, but do what you got to do, man, to, to beat the system that we're in, you know, and uh, make sure your time that you're giving up is getting multiplied make it work for you, bro. You can do it no matter what your background is, felonies, whatever, bro, prison time, gang member it's accessible in this day and age to everybody so i just want to encourage you to do that and if it's not crypto then learn what else you can do to protect your money because it's fading away bro and it's getting faster and faster so 20 years down the road you don't want to be shit out of luck you know but um I'll close with that dog thank you for having me i appreciate it everybody give it up for jay cans baby let's go dog hell yeah we are out of here and we will see you guys in the next episode we're